Welcome back, Golden Globus Theater. Another beautiful week here. And uh, we go from a heavy-hitting, super investigative. We went total, like... We just finished it. Just uh, finished that, that Hard Target episode half an hour ago. I can't believe you got it up that quick. I know. Dissecting three days' worth of content oh, and I, I had to it. suck on an orange for 40 seconds after that to get my energy back. Four, double the, um, uh, the Surgeon General recommended amount of time? Yeah, the RDA. Murray, uh, I... I, I know people out there are getting excited because we have a vaccine on the horizon. Do we? But here's the problem. Well, we're not getting it until April, so oh, I'm yeah, not we're excited not. at all. But Murray, as you uh, don't know because I haven't been letting you know, I've been working with the Merman Production Scientists. Yes, we have our own science it's good division. To know I'm, not in, I'm part of the equation, but I'm not in on this. But go yeah, th- on. This was the cork f- Coke formula type thing for me, you know? I just I was gonna let Your you in pet on it project. eventually. Yeah, a pet project. Thank you. Okay. I was gaslighting. Saving the world. Pet yeah, project. just saving the world. And so I've been working on this as the vaccine, and most people are afraid of government uh, kind of issue. Like people are afraid because it's like under Trump, and then people are like, "Well, it's not Trump's thing; it's the doctor's thing." I see that people are fighting about this both ways. It's going both ways, you know. It's, it's uh, vaccine fluid. So I am working on a new vaccine. It's got some essential oranges. That, that it's, I, I mean, I'm extracting that straight from a heroin cure, fucking cocaine cure, orange juice, you know? the pul- Does it have the essence of Dudikoff in it? Oh, we got a little bit of Dudikoff in there because okay. that, that gets a little bit of that essence. Each, Is it that it, earthy kind of? Yeah, taste? as anyone knows, each cup of Dudikoff, it comes with one tier of Dudikoff, uh, Dudetiers. Duty tears. Duty tears, yeah. Yeah, and that's what kind of – that's like the melatonin to the coffee, you know? But I, I've been working on a vaccine. It's a, it's a suppository, so you don't have to have it injected by a doctor. You just put it up your own it's ass. It's a colonic. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> colonic is a very different thing. <laughs> no, it is. It's colonics right up your ass. Yeah, but it cleans it out. Yeah. You're putting this up well, to get it you, into your bloodstream. You're not clean. I thought you were cleaning out the vac- – isn't that where – where uh, we're COVID not cl- is? No, no, ass? no. We're not cleaning out the vaccine. We're curing the oh, vaccine. What's, I'm talking about AIDS. I'm thinking about AIDS. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're. It's super uh, scientific. Orange peel, a little bit of lemon zest, uh, a little drop of P2P. Don't worry about it. Um, some mercury, of course, because that's just in everything, and uh, a couple drops of fish oil. But yeah, we're working. I I've been working on the vaccine. One dude tear. Yeah, and it'll be on your shelves everywhere. And so, if you don't want to listen to the doctors or possibly the government, just get just get just get the Merman production vaccine. You know, just put it right Merman up your own Industries. ass. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. I think I'll be in the front front line for that one at least. I like it. So, Murray, this is the exciting part of this week. Last week, we did all the heavy lifting. We were carrying pianos up table tables upstairs. You know, we were fucking helping somebody move. We're doing all the hard work with Hard Target. It was a hard one. We are going into the nice, cozy confines of a schlocky, cheesy. Th- I mean, it was fantastic. I came out in like the eighties, right? Nineteen eighty, I think. Nineteen eighty. I saw this in the theaters. I saw this at the Kingwood Theater, Kingwood, on Woodward, okay. and so- Square Lake Road. No okay. longer there, but I don't know why I remember that. But I do because <laughs> it's fucking forty years ago, right? Uh, this is probably my favorite of the Star Wars knockoffs that came out. The millions of Star Wars ripoffs. Of course, yeah. Roger Corman couldn't couldn't pass up a buck, you know. So he's <laughs> like, "We got to jump on this Star Wars thing for and sure." This was the most expensive Roger Corman production ever. 
Do you know two how million much? dollars? Two oh, okay. Well, back just forty years ago, I've said it's kind of. I mean, I think Star Wars was probably ten back then. Still, even the action movies we were doing uh, in in the early eighties were only like two or three million dollars, maybe even less. So this is, I mean, that budget hit the screen. Yeah, James Cameron was a. Uh, Worked behind the scenes on this movie. He created a lot of this shit. He, he became the art director. Oh, okay. Because the art director just fucked off. Like He was like, I, I don't do work. See, I'm the director. I tell people. And like Corman's like, get the fuck out of here. And oh, okay. He's like, you! Do you want this job? And he's like, James Cameron's like, all right. <laughs> and he just, you know, so I, I mean, I, he did a great job. I mean, there's all the ships have their own individual personalities. Yes. You go, okay, that's, that's Nestor's ship. That's Cayman's ship. All it's very shit. easy to see Nestor's ship from the other ones. Yeah. And, of course, Cowboy Ship has a Confederate flag on the side, and it looks like the Lunar Lander. Thank God that still lasted. Yes. We didn't get rid of the Confederate flag. Thank God the right side won that <laughs> war. The war of 2021 or something. Yeah, it, yeah it, I think two years we'll have that war. It's just it's such a cozy movie. I love these cheesy... Like, 70s is my era of sci-fi. It's 70s and uh, earlier. Like, when we started getting in... Uh, I'm going to go into Star Trek here. We both agree, and I'm sure it's... I'm sure, like, all the smart people have broken it down, and they're like, anybody who's into the original run of Star Trek is super misogynistic, hateful yeah. human being. You don't understand hateful? anything about the world. About Star Trek was all about... Well, it wasn't. That's what I thought. It's all about bringing people together. That's what I thought and about too. diversity. And but I'm sure there's shit. something that says something. Yeah, that evil commie on the bridge with them. <laughs> but then there's like I, I, I've watched a lot of Next Gen. It just doesn't have the same feel. It puts me to sleep. It puts exactly. It's like talking about shit all the time. It reminds, I want to see Kirk slapping a dude and then fucking abroad and <laughs> and, and Spock pinching somebody and. And McCoy saying something delightfully racist to Spock. I just love the planet explorations they do, how everybody, like, moves around. I like that it's limited on characters. It's I like, like that everything they meet is either a godlike character yes. or, a, or a cloud, some yeah. kind of cloud, <laughs> space cloud. That's, I, I never realized that until I, I watched it recently. I'm like, every episode, there's some godlike being that's like a child. Yeah. But it's a godlike power, and then like, we have to explain, we have to... Human, human, explain to them what it is to be human and how we're so perfect. It's just everything about next gen. Just Wesley, all nobody's awful. getting laid. That's what I'm. That's what it's a. It's a dickless show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but everything just reminds me of like a minivan. I don't know what it is. Every set it inside it right there. It's the minivan of, of sci-fi. I. That's what I think. I. The original Star Trek's the Ferrari of sci-fi. This is the mom car. Yeah, the mom van kid, taking the kids over to soccer or Trent's something. Trent's mom driving it. And, and I, oh, God damn you. I, that was you. You started it on this. I, nobody needs to know that. You, that's, you don't have to that's point good it point. out. They could have just went, flew right by him. That could have flown right by him. I, I, I just, it just doesn't hit me the same way. And this movie brings in that 70s feel. They're going around. We're, we explore a lot of characters. We barely touch down on anything. We're constantly just, like, fucking hopping around. We're, you know, we're, like, playing kids, jumping on lava. Or avoiding just, lava. Just over 90 minutes. And we get character development for 7 to to 12 to 15 to 50 characters. We feel like we know all these characters. I we love all these characters. Mm, I got to argue with the, that one. We get introduced to characters. But if this were a Marvel movie, it'd be five hours long. 
Because we would get the background on how that character became. I don't need the background. I know Space yeah. Cowboy's super chill. Nothing fucking bothers them. That's all I need to know. Exactly. Like, they do a good job of introducing each character. My problem was they, they cut in so much of just uh, black background, stars, ships, shooting. guys. Well, that's in, what people paid for, girl. Isn't yeah. I wanted See, more. You, I wanted more of the characters. You're a child of. You're, you've been spoiled your whole fucking life. So you're the child of CGI. F- f- I'm arguing against I, that. No, let let hear me out. Because so, you're you're bored with it because you grew up on it. You don't understand how mind blowing that space battle shit was in fucking 1980. Because before that, it was literally shit on a fucking string. It would be like a fucking paper plate on a string. That was fucking shit. So when you're seeing shit flying around dogfights, that's like holy fucking shit. That's why people lost their mind over Star Wars. Okay. You're jaded because you you've never known a world without that shit. I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan. I think they kept that tampered down a little bit but better than But all sci-fi this movie. is like that now. Since, since you've been born. I, I don't even know what, like sci-fi outer space you know shoot down shit we've seen like that like the modern star trek does a lot of that i don't i don't like your argument i think it's shit yeah because you lost it that's why i think star wars even i know i think you don't like when you lose but you lose all the time no i'm right original star wars was more based on the characters the prequels, however, try to do more random shit like that. Like I remember the fir- the third movie opened up with last, a lot of like twenty minutes of Star Wars is a space battle, Griff. Is it? Yes. So you lost I'm, again. You lose. Good day, sir. I don't even know how I lost, but Murray. So yeah, I know. I know. Okay. You're, you're a simple child. Okay. Let me explain it to you. So we get the fucking characters. It's it's this. It's it's the magnificent. It's the movie, of the Magnificent Seven. In space, it's there's, they're not even trying to hide it from us, which of course was based on the Seven Samurai. And as we learned, this, this, the the planet that the good people live on is Akira after Akira Kurosawa, who yeah. was the director of Seven Samurai. It's a cool fucking story to tell. So I mean, that was, I'm sure that was Corman. Like he's like, I'm putting two million on the line here. We're gonna. Give me shit that people know and love. Yeah, and we're just gonna put space in front of it. Yeah, let's go down a normal path, but. I mean, I feel like that was a necessary thing. You had the samurai, then you did the western. Now you're doing the outer space. I so think very you real. get you get a couple big names that you know were kind of down on their luck at the time. George Papard and Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn playing the fucking exact same character he played in Magnificent Seven. Interesting guy on the run kind of dude. Just needed a place to hide. Um, oh, he was guilt. Guilt, yeah, and then you got. Your favorite character, Richard Thomas, who played uh, Chad, who was John Boy on the Waltons. Have you ever heard of the Waltons, Griff? Never heard of the Waltons. So that I was the show. I, I bet your grandma watched the Waltons. That's a very grandma show. Yeah, because it was a, it was a show in the seventies about a, a hillbilly family in the Depression era, and it was like very like, like Lost in the Prairie type show, like okay. very family oriented show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played like this aw shucks kind of kid, aw, you know, shucks. Opie Cunningham motherfucker, mm-hmm. and that's basically what he plays in this one too. You know, so he's not stretching at all. No, not at all. And then you just have a bunch of other like B movie regulars like Sybil Danning and uh, I don't know that lizard guy. I, I've seen him in other <laughs> shit. As the lizard person, yeah, he's, that was in makeup. He's a real lizard guy. Lizard people live among us, Griff. We know that. We do know that. Do your research, QAnon. Murray, it's simple. We got nothing more to do in this top half. So, all right, well, let's take a trip, a trip beyond, and let's have a battle. 
Hey, let's do Battle Beyond the Stars. Ruthless invaders, a defenseless planet. Battle Beyond the Stars. escapes on a last-ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. Oh, no. The story of a boy who finds more than he expected. Burn. <laughs> And all he can handle. Does your species have kissing? Oh, yes. We have that. Try one. That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. Do you like it? There's no dog in this. Mm -mm. Soybean meal, niacin, dextrose, and sodium nitrate flavoring. That's what we call meat back home. Beyond the Stars. Starring Richard Thomas. George Papard. Robert Vaughn. John Saxon. <laughs> A battle beyond time, beyond space. I said fire! That ends in a desperate gamble. They'll be able to board us. It won't make any difference. Get that hatch open! No! Battle beyond the stars. All right, just like any classic fucking outer space show, you got to have like some kind of opening scene with a spaceship just cutting through. I'm surprised this isn't copywritten at this point. Like Disney's probably slapping lawsuits down, right? You know, before we get in the movie, I also oh. want to point out oh. that uh, because we pointed out how cheap Roger Corman was. And uh, it, it was actually helpful because a lot of uh, big-name directors got their start because of Roger Corman because he was just like, do whatever the fuck you want. Just come in on, come in on budget. I don't care. So, like, Francis Ford Coppola started out with him and Ron Howard. and Anyway, so he was all about saving that money. So if you ever seen a Roger Corman sci-fi movie after this movie came out, you will have felt like you've seen this movie because they reuse all of the fucking special effects footage. You really? see Nestor's ship in other movies. And it's so blatant. Because that's the problem with these ships are so like iconic looking. We got the snail with the pair of tits on it that Shad drives around. Oh, and yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And we no, got the, absolutely. That was, that was very sexualized. Yeah, yeah. a pair of tits. Yeah. It was the second best pair of tits in this movie. We'll get to that <laughs> later. I was just going to say, that's like foreshadowing. <laughs> Back to foreshadow. But, uh, so, yeah, and he and he got his, all his money worth out of the score because the score gets played a shitload in a lot of future Roger Corman. That's that's just smart. And that guy went on to become an Oscar winner. He wrote the score for Titanic. 
So that's, this was his like first movie doing a score. That's fucking amazing. I didn't even I well, didn't know that. Start I didn't watch a lot of a lot of these like B level movies though, especially the space ones. So I, mm-hmm. I I didn't wouldn't be able to identify them like you were able to. But well, I never really. I this is this this is definitely the best Roger Corman sci fi movie. But though, like I said, if you see Nestor's ship, you go. That's Nestor's ship. There's yeah. no, you know. Yeah. And you see the snail with tits. You're like, that's fucking now. Exactly. Like, he, he was trying his hardest to make these ships stand out. And they did. They did. But too much so, where he couldn't hide them in yeah. other movies. Well, yeah. If you put a pair of tits on a ship, you're going to remember that. I mean, it had the nipple radars and everything that lit up. Uh, I mean. It did. That was kind of weird. What was interesting is uh, I was watching Raw recently, and Sable took her top off, and she had that, sna- it, it resembled that snail-like ship. She was doing a callback to this movie. So maybe... Maybe, I, maybe we need to give her more props than she gets. Maybe. And I, I'm not a fan, but maybe I should be. Oh, so like you said, you're right. It's a straight bite off of the beginning of uh, Star Wars. where We see that massive ship just gliding through space. Yep, just right over the camera and everything. It's good. It's good. Good effect and all that. You know, they're doing a good job of that. We come to the peaceful planet Akir, which they, they only have one ship, and it's a weather ship. Yeah, they have no weapons. They're all about because they they believe they're basically space Mormons. Like yeah. they, they, the, the Varda is their religion. Yeah, and it teaches them to be peaceful. They're the, actually the first people to actually have a peaceful religion that believe it and live it. I know this is so funny. Like when I was watching this the second time, I was like, this is like old age Christians when they actually believe in the teachings of Jesus. And then Shad starts to teach them about the new age. How awesome it is a kill. The, about the Mike Pompeo age of Christianity, the Mike Pence age of Christianity, where, no, actually, it's about manifest destiny and fucking everybody over and murdering people. But then when other religions do it, you say, oh, my God, look at these people. So we first meet Sador, or as my sister used to call him, the guy with the spaghetti stain on his oh, face. Oh, you saw this with your sister? Yeah. Nice. How did so she the whole feel about the movie? Did. There I mean, was a I, whole family affair? I was six when this movie came out, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't we put the numbers to it and everything. How did she feel about it? I don't know. I was like, okay. Murray, you know what? I doubt she wants to come on a podcast and talk about it. Oh, yeah, but I want, I want her... <laughs> Next time I want you to message her be like, hey, what do you remember in this movie? She's like, the guy with spaghetti sauce on his face. Played <laughs> by our favorite John Saxon. Last saw him in Enter the Dragon. Oh, man. And the one thing I've noticed about it, they don't really go into it, but and I'm glad they didn't because I don't need the Marvel Cinematic Universe explanation or everything. Please, please do They're don't. like a leprous, leprosy kind of race. They're like all rotting. Yeah, this and- was interesting. Like... This is this is what I love. Like we might have been a little uh, feisty in the opening segment. Me and Murray talked it over. We're calm now. Well, I'm calm now. I was being an asshole. Um, there's so many interesting things happening here. But yeah, I, I didn't even realize that they are a leprosy race. Like they're falling apart. Literally, limbs fall off them. Right. So I, we see Sator. He's got his arm in a sling. He's already fucked up. It's about to fall off. Yeah. And I guess he is like the Darth. He's obviously the Darth Vader of the this movie. And yes, they're, they're like conquering all these plants. Of course, they want to conquer these people because they got all this. They're farming. They're agrarian society, so they have all this farming that they need to supply their armies, and they don't have any weapons. So it's like slam dunk. We're gonna take over these guys. Oh man, Barkley coming in for the dunk, yo. See, Barkle, Sparkle, Barkle, Sparkle. And so they they fly down. They're literally this massive like star destroyer is ten feet off the ground. Yes, like and he he does the whole uh, hologram thing. So you had to do that because Star Wars had the fucking 
Princess Leia hologram. And yeah, a lot of artistic. Uh, yeah, what, what were they? I forget what they called it. And he, inspiration. Yeah, and he's just like, hey. Give up your fucking planet, or I'm gonna use my stellar converter, which has nothing to—not not at all like the Death Star. Not at all. Totally different. <laughs> and, and I'll blow your planet oh up. And I don't remember like the the Akiri people doing saying anything. I think they were just sitting there, like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Well, they just their weather uh, their weather guys like, "Hey, y'all!" They're like Mormons. They're like they got the fucking like short sleeve button down shirts and the tie. And they're like, yeah. "Hey, good to see y'all!" You know, come on down to our planet. And they just blow their fucking weather satellite yeah. out of this. So they're totally welcome. They could have just came down, had a nice peaceful meeting, been like big. I would have gave them whenever they wanted. I know they would have. Oh, and he's like, yeah. and so he's got the, the floating head, and he's like, "You have seven risings." Of course, we can't say days; it's got to be some bullshit. Seven risings of the sci-fi, Murray. We right. got to make this sci-fi. Exactly. Until why? Why does he give them a week? I don't even get that. I don't. Oh, I, don't I don't even know if it's a week because a rising could be four hours. For we all don't know, we know. How, the planet yeah. revolutions around whatever yeah, you right. know. Exactly, we don't know. But to let you know, I mean business. He just starts. He's at these sniper lasers. He starts just randomly shooting people. He's just shooting people. And they're like, oh, shit, I, I, I guess it means business. Like, they're still confused. They're still in shock, you know? It's right. like, what they, They're already happening? defeated. Like, yeah. I don't even get it. But he's just like, I'll be back. I got another planet to fuck with. And everybody on the ship is clapping for him. Like, oh, my God, we fucking showed him what's up. And it's like, still the people are down there, like, jaws wide open. Like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, you know what? We need to get over to uh, Umatil. Umatil. Because uh, I have some business over there to attend right. to. Well, that's another planet they're trying to subjugate. He, they're, they're on their sixth rising, and he's got to get there in time for the seventh. Yeah. And so he just leaves, like, one ship with two guys. Like, you watch the planet. Make sure nobody leaves and nobody comes. Yeah, uh, Lemon and Lime, they're the, the click and clack boys of, you know, car talk. And they're just hanging out over the planet. They're going to be some comic relief later on in the movie. But we got to go down to Akira. And we're going into their, like, boardroom. They're going to be having a little council meeting right. here. And, like, of course, there's this guy, total pussy. He's like, let's give him all he wants. And Chad's like, our hero, Chad, John Boy. Yep. He's just like, no, I, we, we have to fight. Like, I will say, perfect casting. Like, I think I think Luke's casting. What's what's his Mark name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Great Luke. I think Chad, awful fucking name. But I think the kid they get is perfect, wide eye, like right. uh, late 20s, early. Right. Or, he's, not late he's 20s. He's playing the exact same character on Walton's. It's just straight from there. Interesting. I, if he just had a sweater on instead of like this weird, like padded vest, like, sci- what's going on with sci fi where it's like you got to wear. Like- what is up with sci fi that silver is the color? So, it's never gold, it's never copper, it's always silver. Yeah, that's yeah. future. That's a good point. It's always silver. And so, yeah, they're just like, I don't know, what are we going to give? And then this Zed, who's the only badass on the planet, this old guy. Dude, Zed is the best. He stands up. Is he supposed to be blind or he's just crazy? I I have no idea. he's talking around like he's blind. Like, I didn't get it. He reminds me of Wilford Brimley in Hard Target because he's just like, oh, I'll get your shotgun. And, oh, I shouldn't have done an accent. I'm sorry. Uh, But it's so funny because Zed is just like, bitch, fuck Vera. Wait, what's their religion called? Varda. Varda. See, this is why I write these Latter things Latter-day Saints of Varda. <laughs> Church of Varda. Uh, so he's like, fuck Varda. We need to fight back. And he's got his, like, dissecting he's stick. He's like, I still got my ship, yeah. Nell. And they're like, that piece of shit. 
Yeah. That, that fucking oopty, fuck that. Come on, you've been jerking off for that thing like the last 45 years. He's like, you're years. an old man. He's like, well, Shad's like, well, I've been testing it out. I've been, I got my driver's permit. I know how to do it. See, this is why you know Shad is in his uh, uh, late, late teen years because, as me and Murray have addressed, now the ship, it's shaped like a snail woman with giant breasts, <laughs> yes. you know? So he, and, and. He's probably just fondling exactly, that side. Exactly. He's like. Uh, Uncle Zad, I'm going to go wash the ship again. <laughs> extra soap, extra sudsies. You and that ship, boy. You and that ship. So he's like, Shad's like, look, just give me six risings yeah. to find a group of mercenaries that can take out this fucking army. Yeah, I'll go find some I'll mercenaries. I'll find five people. That's enough for an army. And I like this. I forgot about this until the second watching. Shad has a sister. Yes. And she's like... We should definitely send Shad out there. So apparently, sister hates Shad because he's like, "Get uh, well." Him the fuck well, we'll off. learn later on. Yeah, there's a weird dynamic to the relationship. But we'll it? get into that later. Yeah, I I'll, I'll point know. it out when we get there. Of course, Please. I won't. Cause I'll forget. Oh. But I'll point it out if I remember. Hold on, let me write in the notes. Murray, point out Shad's <laughs> sister. Okay, this is why I keep extra notes, man. Okay. So they're like, "All right, do it." So he gets on the ship. We notice this is this ship has an AI thing. No, it's got its own personality. Yeah, own Alexa, its own. Uh, I don't know what the Android one's called. And she's like, "Yeah, we're Zed. We're ready to fucking kick ass." Like, oh, Zed's not coming. I'm, I'm it. And she's like, "You, you're a pussy." Yeah, you've been jerking off all over me. I like get out of here. You're gross. And he's like, "Hey, I'm all you got." And she's like, "Ugh, all right, I guess." So they fucking hit fucking space. The what do you call those guys? Click and clack. Oh, click and clack the the car talk. Click and clack. Like, hey man, because they're like obviously the biggest idiots in the Sator's army. They are. So. I mean, uh, they again we're like dealing with lepre- uh lepronic, lepretic people. So they have like giant leprous, leprous, leprosy. Yeah, I think that's the word. Leprous, leprous people, and so they have giant scars all over the face. They got they're Frankenstein all scars and yeah, shit. Yeah, they're pretty cool looking, and a lot of a lot of good makeup. In uh-huh. this movie, for over two and million dollars, again, budget. the ship sets very cool. What right. I didn't like is these people basically live in their ships and they have no idea where the controls are. Like they're always like staring, like an old person typing, you know, <laughs> or like me typing. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah, and but I love that everyone had their own different setup, their own consoles. Exactly. It's very, it's very cool that they put that much detail. Practical detail into well, things. Well, not, not, not a lot of the consoles aren't practical, but they're at least oh, no. different. Oh, oh, no, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> they're no. different. I'll no. put it that way. And so they're like, hey, there's like, there's a ship leave. I didn't think there was any ships on this planet. we got to blow it away because we're, we're assholes and we want to do that shit. Yeah, but then, of course, uh, Click, instead of Clack, he was just like, well, no, we uh, fucking Sator told us to stay here. we got to stay here. We can't leave. And he's like, uh, nope. i got a taste for murder in my mouth right now, and I'm going to sate it. So they chase him down for a little while here, and Shad, he's freaking out. Because, right. I mean, the closest and, he's come to killing something is making a fucking vegetable lasagna. And Nell's like, I'm locked on. Just push the fire button, and they're gone. Yeah. Like, no, we can't. The fire just says. And she's like, oh, my fucking God. Get this fucking kid off of me. And so they just outrace the guys. Because they, they go so far enough that, like, there's that, that dotted line that Zadar put in space. We cannot cross that. Oh, yeah. Looney Tunes dotted line. You'll find out, and yeah. we're fucking toast. And he's like, you're right. Let's go back. So they just go back, and they let our boy Shed take off. Yep. They, they don't want to do with the wrath of Sador the if they first, need to climb up. Uh, the council told him, you need to go to Dr. Hafasa because he's like a weaponsmith. He has all these cannons and guns and shit. 
that oh, we yeah. need to fight Sador. So go oh, to him yeah. first and then get your army. So they go at, they go to Dr. Hephaestus' ship first. It's like a giant dead ship. I was like, is there a Vorvan on this ship? <laughs> because it's like there's nobody on this ship. Yeah. Yeah, Hephaestus is definitely like John Bolton. It's like if you say I'm trying to fight somebody, he's like, I have so many weapons that I want to see because this is what I get off on. Get off on other people murdering other so people. So he just parks in Dr. Hephaestus' like, uh, giant fucking ship like no yeah. – Nobody's there. Yeah, again, this is like Star Wars. We have these massive ships that ships can dock into. Right. So we got our titty snail monster ship dock inside this ship. And yet he's just walking around and it's all kinds of weird shit. We we get a cut to a woman who's like working on a bunch of androids and shit. Right. And she pops a cassette into the one's chest. And it like, starts singing like opera or yeah, something. Yeah, that was a cool. Another cool effect. I liked that. And yeah. then while he's doing that, a little shuttle like shuttle from like the airport rolls up, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm getting tired. I'll just take the shuttle." Yeah. So he gets in, it, and then it locks him into the seat around oh, his throat, so he can't talk, and it takes him straight to this this girl you're talking about. Yep. And she's she's been living on this ship with just her dad. Those are the only people. It's all robots. Uh huh. So she just assumes, as I would. That Chad is another robot. Of course he does. Yeah, so she's like, "All right, I'm gonna burn out your transistor." He's like, "He yeah, can't talk because of that fucking thing on his throat." And then he kind of, I guess, he snaps it off, and he's like, "No, don't! I'm oh, a boy." He, she's he like, "You're warm. <laughs> you're warm." That was what it was. <laughs> yeah. She touches his face or whatever, and she's like, "You're warm." To he's the like, touch, and he's like, "All organic, organic materials are warm." Girl, I ain't just warm to the touch. I'm too sweet to be sour. The power hour. I'm gonna. And she's like, "Wow, I've never, I've never met another human being before." Yeah. And he's just like, "Well, I'm the, I'm the cream of the crop, baby. And the cream rises <laughs> to the top." Well, and you know, that's what you say when you, somebody doesn't know anything, you bullshit them. Exactly. And so, you know, he's explaining her his whole mission to her and everything. And she's like, "Well, I, I mean, I suppose you can meet my dad. I'll take you to go see him." But it's like, he's not exactly the person he used to be, which is something that uh, Nell had been telling Shad the whole time, right? And so uh, let's go meet Doc- Dr. Zayas here, Murray. Well, you get she's like, you just take the shuttle by yourself. I'll stay here. I got to work on these robots. Oh, so yeah. She takes, he comes up, and we go into this room, and we see it's just a head on a, like, not even a robot body. No, it's, it's like, vacuum tubes. Yeah. Like a vacuum cleaner, you Literally, know, the extension. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's like a canister vacuum. And he's just like, hey, I'm, I'm Dr. Hephaestus. What's happening? What's cracking, baby? <laughs> What's happening? And doc, uh, I got to say, Dr. Dr. Hephaestus, he's a fucking creep because he's looking just down at the kid's junk. It's like the Young Bucks cover. Well, he's, we learn that he needs to, we need more like procreation on this planet. So he's checking the mirror. His, he's, he's not going to give his daughter some pencil dick. Exactly. And we notice, well, me and Murray notice because we read eyes, right. that one of Doctor's eyes is actually a fucking robot eye. So he's probably using some kind of like robot Measuring technology kind of to like make sure his sperm counts up and he's fertile and everything. You know? and, he, and he obviously likes what he sees because he's like, he's <laughs> like I don't care about your, your fucking plan at all. You're seeing here, you're going to knock my daughter up. Yeah. And boy, that's it. Boy, what'd you say your name was? Shad? I can see that you're four inches from the ground. Like, wow. I got to say, you're perfect. Wow. Now I get why a character likes him later on in the movie. And so he's just like, wait, wait, no, I got to save my fucking plan. No, you're staying, and that's an order. Go back. And then he goes to the robot, prepare the fuck chamber! <laughs> and then the robots are like, yes, yes, sir, beep, 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 beep. 
And so we're like, okay, I guess he's just going to stay here. Yeah, the doctor is convinced that once he gets back to Nanalia, he's like, I've explored this kid's brain. I've explored his junk. I know he's hot to trot. He's ready to drop and just fuck for for days. So, so, and speaking of fucking, they meet up at the fuck chamber, and he's like, look, I'd love to fuck you, but... I have to save my planet, and he just he, he just goes he's like, let me tell you something about you know what? Have you ever experienced wind before? Yeah, and she's like, no, I haven't, and that that turns her just. And then he goes and blows in her ear a little. It's yeah. like, that's wind. That's, that's what you're wind. missing being on this fucking planet. Leaves changing color. Le- what's a leaf? And he's like, let me tell you this creepy story about these kids that are born without an immune system for the first five years of their life. I didn't get this at all. Were these supposed to be them? Like the people who live on a Akir or just some creature? I didn't know. I don't know. Because he's like, they're like in a sack or some shit. And then at they're five, they rip their way out. That sounds like the Matrix. Are you explaining the Matrix I to me? I think I am explaining the Matrix. Their kids now the batteries? Matrix makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. 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 And she, that, that convinces her. That garbled shit. And yeah, she's that, just like. That, that, mm, it doesn't. It's, it definitely plants a seed, a very large right. seed, and not the one in her vagina, but the one in her brain. Right. And she's thinking about it, and he's like, look, I'm leaving right the fuck now, so you can come with me, because I really want you on board, or you can just stay here with your dad and your robots. And he takes off, and... You well, know, she's kind of has, like you said, she's hesitant, and she's like, well, look, she opens the door and says, you can escape. So, instead of saying her, her name, Nanelia. Yeah. So we're getting some of the worst names right out of the way. Hephaestus, Nanil. Well, Hephaestus is okay. Nanelia. That's like a Greek god or something. Yeah, yeah. Nanelia and Shad. What a fucking couple's name, you know? Well, they're the duds of the fucking whole group, first of all. Exactly. So, uh, least exactly. interesting member, so the least interesting name. That's a good point, Murray. Thank you. Slam dunk. So. You're lighting up the three-point <sighs> line today. Yeah, man. Nothing but net. And so he takes off. And then she's just like, wait, wait, I have to, you're just, you, I, four inches, I have to go with you. My dad just let me know you're four inches from the ground. <laughs> well, she even, she doesn't even jump on the ship with them. Yeah, she gets her own ship. She, she, like, uh, we see Shad take off and he's talking to, Shad's talking to Nell about it. And he's like, well, shucks, she was pretty cute. And he's like, what is these words? What is this feeling I'm having? This and Nell is just like, oh boy, I didn't realize you were four inches. From the ground, everybody's in she's on like, this joke. Yeah, I she's like, "Wow, you you actually might be a man after yeah, all." Yeah, I thought you were a pussy, and you're clearly a man. Eh. And that's when uh, they realize, like, uh, she stole a ship, right. ejected, and so they're like communicating with her for for a right. minute here, and uh, they're asking Anelia, like, or Nell was asking Anelia, like, "Wait, your ship doesn't have any weapons. How are you gonna help us fight Sador?" And uh, Nanelia breaks through with, like, no, but I have an analyzer, which I don't right. even think comes up ever again. <laughs> it does. It, it does, does. Okay. later on, yeah. One scene. Okay. To, to justify her being there, basically. Right. I, we needed some other reason other than right. just a horny teenager. Right. So, yeah, she's going to analyze all of the movements of the ships and whatnot of the enemy army. That's, that's her bullshit. So he's like, look, that sounds great. Go to the Lambda Zone. I'll meet you there. I got to go find some other people because I got to get some weapons. Oh, we got to get some real firepower, you know? So while that's going on, we cut back to our, our band, Sador. He, he just finally got the emissary from, that. what was that planet? Um, Umatil. Umatil. His, like, fat, like, sidekick. He's like, hey, 
I just got. I heard back. Uh, we got our emissary came back that you sent down to Umatil. He's right here. Throws a little fucking sack on him. Sator looks in. He's like, "What are what are these meatballs?" He's like, no, they're his testicles. That's all they sent back. What? Just just the testicles? Yeah. Oh shit. And he's like, "Damn those people! We're gonna fucking destroy Umatil. We're gonna show the power of the stellar converter." Mm. We definitely Meanwhile, that's going on. <laughs> you see the stellar converter at some What's point. going on? Shad is just... His plan is, I'm just going to fly through space and meet people. I know. This is wonderful. This is like, uh, you know, a uh, uh, philosophy of living life, you know, zen driving. You just kind of float around, and you happen to fall on the right people. It this works. Is, yeah. Because we meet... <laughs> it's one of my favorite characters. Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy. That's his name, people. That's not, his, that's not like... His characteristics. That's his name. He's like, hi, my name is Space Cowboy, and yep. I I go with it because I love the character because he never gets rattled. He's super. Sure. He's about to die. Yes, because he's like he's a space trucker, much like Deep Purple said, "Go space trucking, come on." He's being attacked by like space pirates. Two space biker, uh, space pirates. This They're is called Jackers. This is his way. like SOS. Help. Well, I'm being chased. You sound a little more rattled by it. <laughs> he's playing a harmonica. I should have had my harmonica on hand. He's playing the harmonica, and he just goes, help. If anybody's out there still playing his harmonica. I love this thing with the CB radio. Yes, of course it was. Because yeah, he's a space truck. And he has the old 70s toy, the Vision Viewo Finder. Viewmaster. Viewmaster. That was like he had like a periscope, like a submarine, and he was dri- he was flying. He's got a the lunar- little bed with some fucking centerfolds hanging on the wall. In yeah, the background. He, he's driving a lunar lander from. He's the moon got landing. like some chaps made out of oven mitts going on. Oh, Silver, of course. It's Silver. full oven mitts. I thought it was white. I saw white. No, they were, white. I think, I'm pretty sure they were silver. Okay, they were ginger as fuck, so they didn't look. Silver and either. he's just like he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Just like anybody out there, help! Yeah. Oh my god, I'm scared. And then. Nell's like, are you going to be a man? Are you going to man up? And she's like, I think I can. Shad thinks he's ready. And so she's like, okay, I got locked in. Just press the button. That's all you have to do. There's no – these are automated ships. You're not even killing a human. You're <laughs> an organic life form. You're just shooting a robot down. And he's like, I don't know. And so she fucking shoots the first one. He's like, I did it. I killed. And he's like, no, I did that. Yeah. Would you like to shoot the second one? I'm getting him locked in now. And I believe this is when he finally fucking kills. Does he? I didn't think he I thought Nell killed everybody. But he, I don't remember. She might have, but I think he got the second kill. Because he's fucking... <laughs> I, I thought he got really into it. So Cowboy's like, hey, partner. Thanks for uh, helping me out. I'm, I'm Space Cowboy from Earth. You ever heard of that place? Uh, no. So now we know that... Unlike Star Wars, which takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, this is in our future. This is. Th- I will go. Ahead, well, excuse me. I will go ahead and point out. This is the same cowboy that we met in the seventies on uh, the Wonder Woman show, who is playing Airwolf too. Well, this was his great, great, great grandfather. Oh, this son. was his great, great grandfather. Grandson. Okay. Son. He is. Ex- excuse me. Yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. And he got over his gambling problem. And, of course, his great-great-grandson was Cowboy from uh, Snake Eater 3. Yes. And, yeah, because he was – it's it's Gambling Cowboy, Cowboy, Space Cowboy. That's a natural progression. Natural progression. <laughs> and so he comes aboard, and, and uh, or I don't know what happened. They're talking. And Chad is like, hey, Sador, this guy. He's like, Sador, 
You can't beat that guy. Yeah. So apparently, maybe Sator destroyed Earth for all we know. I don't know. I. <laughs> Everybody knows Sador. It's like Darth Vader. Everyone knew Darth Vader's name. Everyone knew El- Emperor Palpatine's name. Uh, like Cowboy wasn't willing to help out because he's like, I ain't got no weapons. Not ship weapons. And so when he brings up Sador and everything, he's like, we, well, we got, you know. He's like, nice- sorry, buddy. I can't help you. I know. You're on your own. Well, they're, they're like arguing. Nell goes, hey, there's something. There's a ship coming up on the horizon because they're right near Umatil. It just so happens to be where Sador is ha- coming up on. Yep. Because our man Space Cowboy was going to, he was hauling these weapons that were going to save Umatil. Umatil. And so they're they're just standing back watching. I don't know how his he- weapons were going to help him in this situation, but. I don't know. Well, I don't I get, yeah, I don't know why, why didn't, why did uh, Sador send shock troops down to the planet for later on, but he didn't hear, he just blew the planet. I guess he really needed a cure. I he wanted to take over Akira, as far as I could tell. We want to take over Umatil, but I, I guess, guess he didn't have whatever he needed. So he's just like whatever that we can. Bl-. He, it was the balls, dude. He's like, you balls. send me balls. Don't send me testicles. No, you don't do that. Don't send me testicles. I got the balls, motherfucker. That's what Sador was saying. Okay. So they're ready to steal conver- uh, converter, stellar, stellar. converter, <laughs> and it just vaporizes Umatil like you like the Death Star. It's the Death Star. It's vehicle. the Death Star, but except it's on a ship instead of like a uh, planet. Thing, but the, to sate my movie needs, I we get to see the villains portraying their big weapon, and right. I, I need that in a movie. I need to see the villains get a victory. I need to know they're actually big and opposing and threatening. You need to know this. Yeah, this is this is what will happen to Akira if we we don't get our. So we got to see their yeah. strong arm on Akira when they laser shot people for no reason. We get to see them fucking blow up this planet, and so Cowboy is just like, all right, you know what? He's like, get a load of that. Ain't that fucking crazy? He's like. Nothing affects exactly. Guy. He's still just playing his harmonic the whole time. He's just like, oh, and a hundred million dead people. He's like, he's like, he's like, hold on a second. Puts his little glass next to his utility belt. Oh, of whiskey this is great. Scotch. This is perfect sci-fi touch. And scotch he's, to he's got a belt. Batman belt for scotch. Yep, and it and soda and scotch. ice cubes. Yep, scotch he's got it all. That's he's, he's a he's a full bar. He is, and he's just like ah, tasty. Well, kid, I got to tell you, I now have a lot of weapons available. He's like, your ship has no weapons. I have hand-to-hand weapons, Shad. Calm down. We can uh, take like, them I got here. no use for them. I was going to send them to this planet. Exactly. So, they're pe- they're bought and paid for, so I yeah. don't care. Like, yeah. you can just have them. Yeah. You know? What that's, else are they going to do? That's basically his attitude the whole movie. I don't care. I don't care. So, But what he does care about is, like, Shad is like, well, okay, but you're coming back, and you're going to train us. Yes, I'll come back. I'll train you. But in return, you're going to watch Custer's Last Stand with me. He's Are a, there people smoking in it? Yeah, he's very Ugh. proud of his VHS collection. Like he, he, he really like, is. Have you ever seen Face of the Death 5? Oh, That's geez. a hard one to find. Is it? I guess. According to him, it is, because they show a lot of planets being destroyed on that one. Oh, okay, okay. And so... We just leave him there, watching Face of the Death 5. Cut to Nanelia, who <laughs> bumps into what I, what I explained on Star Trek, uh, Space Anomalies. A that, space that's anomaly. what they would call it on Star Trek, a space yeah. anomaly. This is the cloud of lights. It's, it, it, yeah, it looks like a fireworks show along a black backdrop, and it's just frozen in time. So she runs into that. 
her sm- her uh, ship starts smoking up and everything, and then she passes out, and it's like, oh shit! Uh, I thought Nanelia was going to join us through this adventure, but apparently not. Well, and we see a ship like almost it's kind of shaped like a whale. That's why I got the because uh, it has a big gaping mouth on it. I didn't see whale. I saw like some kind of shark. Okay. And it kind of consumes her ship and the this thing. We don't that, know. That what is, it is true. I guess it is more whale. Like I forgot about. Well, the fact I, that it I, you know why? It. I'll tell you why I think it, it, it's more whale because I think they're trying to make you think. We, okay, let's see. We meet a new character. Of he course, captures. She wakes up. She's hanging from her arms, like over. It was like a weird kind of. It looked like the carbonite chamber from Empire Strikes Back. A little bit, yeah. A lot Red of lighting, smoke, a lot of like really intense lighting. Like it's supposed to be like I think it's supposed to mimic. Like it's supposed to be steam, like coming. Oh up. yeah, absolutely. Because he's a lizard guy, so he probably needs a hot, steamy kind of. That's what I ship. thought. I thought uh, cold bloody, like to be on hot rock. Like that's probably as bad right. as he has a hot rock. And. I think he's supposed to basically be Captain Ahab cause, because he has he has Queequeg, his his pooner, because he, he called it. Oh my! He even had like tribal right. shit on his right. face. Oh my god! Yeah, I think you're right about that. So and then he and he had these two little midgets called the Kelvin people. Kelvin. That's yes. their well. That's not their name. I forget they had names. I forgot them. But their 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 breed is called Kelvin. They speak through heat. Oh, which yeah. makes sense that a lizard guy would want heat people with Skittle them. and Starburst. Skittle and Starburst makes great perfect sense. Yes, and so she's just like, "Oh my God, can can you? He's, he, what happened?" He's like, "Well, where where's Zim was Zim Zima hunters? That what they were? What's this creature called? It says right. You said Zim. 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 Yeah, Zim. We're Zim hunters. That's my pooner." He yeah. called him a pooner, not a harpooner, a yeah. pooner. Pooner. Queequeg. There's a lot of euphemisms in this yes. movie. Again, this, yeah, titty well, ship. Yeah, Cayman, he's definitely playing for the other team. And his man, According his, to you. His man Queequeg, is definitely his boy toy. Because he's to- all, he's all, like, he's basically naked, all right? He's got this weird, like, 1990 Shawn Michaels outfit where it's just strips <laughs> of fabric. He does. Okay, you're he's right. He's a muscle dude. You're right that Shawn Michaels 1990 <laughs> did wear the chaps and like a weird top. Yeah, right. He and again, it was even weirder is that it was often just like a zip down where you had the fabric for the zipper. And I'm not, and then I'm not just judging Cayman. Like Cayman's one of my favorite characters in oh, the no, movie. Oh no, Cayman is. I'm just saying he's just he's open to new experience. Cayman and Gelt are my one and two. Not open to experience. That's his life. He's just <laughs> he is the way he is, and he's happy to be who he is. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm not... fine with that. Nobody's not. Nobody isn't. Well, there are people who aren't, but fuck them. So, Cayman is introducing himself, the Calvin boys, uh, Queequeg, like you said. I don't even. I didn't even catch his name. I don't know. He did have a name, but I didn't catch it. Let's either. call him Queequeg, because I like well, that a lot I, better. That's what I was calling yeah. him. Yeah. So, yeah. And his tribal tattoo. And he's fucking monster. He's like a young Red Brown. He's beautiful. With the wig from Except Gore. he doesn't say anything ever. He never talks. Yeah. But, this again, this is Reb expanding on his uh, fucking horizons here. Uh, well, they couldn't have Reb. Reb would have stole every shot he was in. I, Your eyes exactly. just go straight to him. So, Murray, why did they kill the Zyme? Well, because they're Zyme hunters. Like I was saying, like he's like... like but, he's, yeah, why did they kill... I mean... It just looked like fucking gas and outer For space. their protein, I think. It was some weird thing. Everything was protein in this movie. Exactly. I didn't get this because it looked like it was gas. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, know. we got to get the protein from it. <laughs> no. and so, I don't know. So, I know. so, yeah. And she's like, well, can you help me? And he's just like, bitch, I'm just going to. He's like, he's like fucking Dolomite. He's like, I'm going to put you on the track, uh, space track, and I'm going to sell you that pussy. That's what I'm going to do. This was interesting because Cayman's like, I'm a man of the world. And he's 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 like got the finger thumb check over. Yeah, his he's got chin. one normal hand, and then one's a spike. Knife, yeah, 
It had he had fingers. It just had well, a spike over. Well, it. Well, I think he had like a thumb. I don't think he had like a lot. Of oh, fingers. you might be right about yeah. that. But yeah, he's just thinking it over, and he's looking at her, and he's she's he's, he's like going around. She's her like, body. come on, you can actually save a plane. He's like, mm, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and she's like, you're you're horrible. You're just like Sador. He's like, bitch, did you just fucking say Sador? I'm in. I don't fuck. Yeah. Cut her down. Let's get her <laughs> ship. Let's get it repaired. Let's get it ready to go. I don't care if I was about to sell this bitch for protein and whatever sex slavery. We need her now. Right. So he's in. So we got another another one of the Magnificent Seven. Space Magnificent Seven joins yeah. up. And we go back to Shad, who's just, just roaming just space. Easily steering through space like a little kid. On his I guess he told Space Cowboy, line. meet me in the Lambda Zone. Apparently the Lambda Zone is very small. Yeah. Everybody's you know. meeting in the Lambda Zone. And so he's flying through, and this is where we get, like, a fucking crazy-looking ghost ship, I thought. Yeah, it's, just, it's, like, it's like a white, glowing flying saucer. Mm-hmm. It's very traditional, like, uh, sci-fi ship. And him and Nell start having a fight because they're heading straight at the ship, and she's like, well, what, what, would, uh, what would Varda do? What would Varda do? What would Varda do? And he's like, Varda would punch it. What was this scene? Because he, then he, like, thrust into the well, ship. Well, like you said, he finally felt the joy of murdering somebody earlier. Or he thinks he does. I don't know. I think Nell really did it. I think Nell did it, too. But now he's like, I want to kill everything I see. Yeah, yeah, really. We don't even know if this is a threat. And he's just like, I'm going to fucking murder it. So, again, this is why I was saying, like, he, they go from, like, the real Christian society that follows the path of Jesus to this Mike Pompeo. Old uh, Testament, baby. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, no, we got to go kill fucking everything. Religious freedom, right? That's religious freedom. Right. So, so he's about to enact his religious freedom on the ship. Just as it happens, everything goes white. And then he comes to, and he's on this flying saucer. This is where we meet Nestor. Yep, and we we come. Okay, to- I didn't know this. You probably don't even remember this guy, but maybe you did because you just recently watched this movie. You told me the guy who plays Nestor is the psychiatrist from Terminator, who thinks uh, Linda Hamilton's crazy. He was in Terminator Two as well. No, I don't remember him. I okay. thought he looked. I thought he kind of had uh, an Android look to him though from Next Gen. Maybe it was that too. But they're all like they're like all white. They have a third eye on their forehead. We- I don't know if that's. I hope that's supposed to just be drawn on, and we're not supposed to believe that's an actual eye, because that would be really bad. It looked rough, yeah. Yeah, because it's just drawn on eye on their head. And then it looked like they had a stuffed wig with, like, a net over (laughs) it. Yeah, it it was weird. They had, like, very plump kind of There's always got to be one alien race where it's like they have huge brains, craniums, you know? And then they had weird kind of hands where they had three fingers. You're right, and then a thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And they all look the same. And, of course... Because our hero is one of these modern Christians, well, one of these fake Christians who likes to pretend that, you know, they're Christian and really wants to enforce their will. He starts pulling out his gun on them. He's like, I'm here to spread religious freedom, and uh, you don't look like Christians to me. And And they just look at each other and go, sigh, and go, all right. And then he starts, his hands start shaking. Like and then this, the gun yeah. starts pointing right in his mouth. He's like, and then Nestor's like, "Suck that dick, motherfucker! Suck that dick!" Jesus and he's just like, uh, 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 and then they let him go. And then Nestor's like, "Look," he's like, "What did you do?" He's like, "We're tele, we're telekinetic, we're telepathic. We can do it all, baby. I can read your mind. I can control you. Yeah. But we are peaceful people. We just like to experience life. We don't refer to them as we. It's I. You're right because they're a, they're a hive mind. Yep." They're a hive mind. So, so the, there's like they we they they allude to maybe they're clones. Yep. 
and they, they, they there's explorers. This is something I don't think gets brought up until next gen. The Borg. That there's there's we'll get into that later in the movie. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, and so they're like, uh, yeah, we just we're we're an intelligent race. We're not violent. You yeah. know, we do have lasers on our ship because you know we need to protect ourselves against the Zeme. Yep. And, and we're aboard a ship. Yeah, we're we bored like, as fuck. So anytime we see some shit to get involved with, we get involved. We've been under COVID quarantine for the longest fucking time now. We got, so fatigue. We got, we got COVID fatigue. We need yeah. to fucking do some shit. We want to kill somebody. Just, just watch somebody die. Yeah, we don't even care something. about your whole like uh, religious crusade here. We just want to fucking murder somebody. You point us in a direction, we'll murder it. Because look, dude, we see your donger. Four from the ground? We have never seen and any. He just blushes. Uh, like, biggest dick we've ever seen on a white man before. And we're <laughs> and white as shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're white as white can be. Even when you combine all the nesters, we don't equate to that fucking <laughs> wow. donger. Wow, I feel bad for nester. <laughs> and so they're in. So we got another Space Magnificent 7. So he's like, all right, meet you in the Lambda Zone. Lambda Zone. I got to go to Space Vegas. Because I, I that's where I know mercenaries hang out. I want to break down real quick. I can't wait to go to the Lambda Zone. There's got to be so much cool shit in the Lambda Zone. That's why they got to be meeting up there. That's got to okay, be like... How, and you, you want, wait till you go to the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda Zone. Oh, that's the one I want to go to. There's probably so much partying. There's probably nerds there, but yeah, they're cool nerds. Right. The kind that rape women. But they're wearing <laughs> masks, so you don't know about Wait, it. are you saying click and clack are there? Oh, yeah, they're there. <laughs> and so uh, maybe they're Lewis and Gilbert. I don't know. And <laughs> that, so... Oh, Jesus. You he, might be right about he that. He finally is going to a planet where he knows he can find mercenaries. Space Vegas. Oh, absolutely. Space Vegas. But it's an underground city. The planet is all fucked up. Nuclear storms, whatever they call them. Makes sense. You've got to have this kind of right. shit when you're talking about outer space. Because uh, even, even early in the 80s and 60s, whatever, we've known like these other planets and that they have these atmospheres where it's just like storms and shit and we couldn't survive there. Uh, Mars for the rich, of course. But Nella's telling him... Yeah, you're not going to find anybody on the surface because of all the storms, tornadoes, earthquakes, hurricanes. What Earth is turning into now because of global warming. Climate it's basically change. a planet like the cantina in Star Wars, but a planet of that. Yep. So he lands, puts on a spacesuit, And you got the now reading into him. It's underground, you fucking dimwit. Like, so fortunately there's a manhole there. Yep. So there like, there's manholes <laughs> everywhere. And then he goes to open one, and there's, like, an earthquake, and he just falls through the ground. Yeah. Into a tunnel, and he's just staggering around. It's like a space casino. He sees, there's a machine that's dial a drug. You just push some buttons, and drugs come I know. Come there's out. all these vending machines, and it was like, uh, vending machines? Yeah, there were vending works. machines. Yeah, they right. were. And it, it's funny, because it was like me as a kid going into Chuck E. Cheese, where you're, like, checking every coin slot. Like, he just instinctually thought to look in coin slots and everything, and he's pushing every button. Like, seriously, this is what I would do. Arcades? Like, I was right at the cusp of that, so I was a baby when I was going to arcades. But still, I was just, like, touching every button, hoping that if I hit start enough times, the game would just start and I could play it. Yeah. That's what he's doing here, yeah. but it's fucking working. Oh, yeah, he gets some drugs. He gets some Oxycontin. Oh, yeah. Quaaludes. And, and he just, like, takes, he's like, whoa. Yeah, it hits him really hard. And then he, he goes to a thing. It's like you tastefully put in the notes, our titty booth, where it's just like a di- It says dial a date on it. Yeah. And he's seeing all these pictures of these hot space Holograms, babes. of course. Holograms of space. Right. 
And he sees one. He's like, oh, my goodness. And he's just instinctually. four inches. Oh, my God. And then he clicks the last button, and the the, the hologram slides away, and there's a zombie broad back there. I yeah. don't know. What, that was weird. That was supposed to be the girl. She's turned yeah. into a zombie because, uh-huh. as Gelt t- tells us, like, everybody. That's how they get you in the door with the hot babes. And then it's like, you got well, to fuck the zombie broad. Everybody Sorry. on the planet has been turned into a zombie except for Gelt. Was that true? Gelt, yeah, that was what Gelt told them. So he's like, huh, huh, no, 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 he star- no. He starts backing away, and he's scared, and he's trying to stay away. Like, look, I, I've, I'm taken. I've got a lady already. I got my promise ring. Promise ring. And he's, he's backing into this room. A couple lasers shoot behind him, and he starts right. freaking out because apparently lasers make noises. Of course they do. What about that? Phew. What about that? Because guns, ha- they had to add a noise to a laser gun, didn't they? Because yeah. light wouldn't make a noise. Right. Well, yeah, yeah you, got, you need a noise. It's like... It's like with wrestling, you need the fake audience crowd because yeah. it just sounds weird. So, so they had. To add- yeah, I liked the noise for because the, they had the traditional pew pew, but then yeah. there was that weird kind of wow, like that. I liked that. That was You'd different. Like that. Yeah, I I can agree with that. And so, like you said, he gets shy, turns around, we see fucking Gelt looking like a pimp on a throne. He's crowned by riches. Everything. We thought we walked into Penitentiary 3's basement here. <laughs> yeah. Because it was foggy, like fog just coming out of the ground right. and everything. There was a red curtain blocking everything off. Exactly. And he was sitting like all, like, uh, like all his like feet up on hunched the chair. Up. I can't remember his name. pajamas. Yeah. Serengeti. Serengeti, yeah. Serengeti, as I should say. I was just going to say He's the great, great, great grandson of Serengeti. Everything's tying in, Murray. I like it when a plan comes together. You see, that's a, another reference. And uh, she asks, like, what's going on here? I thought this was uh, the planet. He's like, well, yeah, you know, we were having too much fun on this planet, so the space squares came and just destroyed everything. I'm the only guy left. I love it. Your people, actually, the, the, you know, the religious freedom group, they said we couldn't have our fun over here anymore. They said right. we're infringing on their religious freedom. He's like, we're underground. Like, right. we're going to be What's further away from you. it matter if I want to fuck a zombie broad? It ain't hurting you. They weren't zombie broads at that time, Murray. You don't I seem to understand that. There was a time that. when they were normal women. And then they turned into zombie women. I know this. Okay. I've done the research. <laughs> okay. I do my own research, unlike you. I know you do your own research. I know this research. <laughs> but, so... He's like, well, obviously, I don't want to, you know, I'm a nerd. I don't want to harsh your buzz. I'm leaving. He's like, wait, no. I, I, I have all this money, but I know to spend it. Yeah, he's got his whole plight. I, I, I'm a, I'm a quadrabillionaire. I'm yeah. Epstein. And this was his, this is, he played the exact, this was the same character in Magnuson Seven. Okay. It was the same situation. Okay. And he's just like, I, I, I can't go anywhere. I can't spend any money. I can't go buy a drink. I can't sleep with I'm a like woman. I'm like Beyonce. I can't go anywhere without people wanting me, yep. wants a piece of me. Yep. Everyone wants to fight me. Everyone wants to take a piece of my ass here. I can't do anything. If you can offer me a quiet place to sleep and a nice hot meal, I'll go to your, I'll go to your planet. And he's like, well, we can do that. Definitely. He's like, I'm in. Let's do this shit. So I guess now we have our, our group. We think we do. We or yep, we're back into to the ship. Shad's chatting with Nell. <laughs> he has this nice juice box with him, shaped like a ball. Yeah, it, it was some kind of weird ball. It's it looked kind of like a, up. It, it kind of looked like a pineapple, like a little pineapple. It, ball. Yeah, it was like it was like in the shape of a coconut with like the pineapple engravings into it. And he's just sipping at it like the little child that he is. Space Capri Sun. Yep, Space Capri Sun. They changed the look, you know. And he's like, these guys are really good now. I think we're really going to beat Sador. Yep. 
And that's when the alarms start going off. And he's like, oh, what? what's going on? And he sees on the screen there's, like, this little gnat flying mm. around, like, buzzing between, you know, on the what screen. What do you mean? They named this ship after a bug? Fucking Christ. <laughs> chance, Bordeaux, get the fuck out of here. Come on, take a chance. Dude, you didn't hear the trailer for that. The trailer, like, even brings up the whole chance thing. Oh, my God. I cringe so hard. Yeah, so it's a little, like, mosquito. Like you said, a gnat little uh, it's, it's, it's ship. ship. Yeah. And it's, it's not powerful, but it's very fast. And Shad, after maybe killing a couple of robots... Has the absolute taste of blood, so he's like, "Now help me! I'm gonna kill this thing! I need to kill it! I need to feel its bones!" And now it's like, "I scared me, kid. What the fuck? Like like, this ship's already beat you." He's like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "This ship has nothing that could destroy us. Yeah, this is it's like it's literally like a gnat. Leave it alone." Yeah, and then they get a little hailing frequency from the ship. And this is where we meet our new character. Well, no, he flies in, and, and, and then the, a, a hot flash goes over. A flash goes over, and it confuses Shad. And he's like, "What the fuck was that? Like, uh, did I win yet? Did I? Did, was that me <laughs> killing her?" And now it's just like, "No, she won, idiot!" Like, but she's shooting blanks. They said she didn't. She's not shooting real. Yeah, yeah like I just laser, said, it was yeah. ju- it was just like a light show. It was it's fireworks. Like yeah, it was fireworks. And so that's when you get the buzz in from. I am Saint Xman of the Valkyrie. That would probably be our buddy Pigeon's favorite character, Saint Xman. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, and it's just it's booptacular Sybil Danning. Yep. You lower you lover. This is our third movie. Yep. We did her in Howling Two. Yep. Hercules. Did her. I wish I could have done her. And she's wearing this. Cra- I like it because mostly when you have like a race of women warriors, it's always Amazons. Yes. They go the Norse route. Valkyrie. Which That's of course is supposed to be yeah. like the Valkyries. And she has like a like out of a Wagner opera, the fucking Valkyrie outfit. I I dug the design. It looked a little too like foam rubber to me. I think it looked I wish it looked a little more like metal. Yeah, like they could have got the costume jewelry instead yeah. of like the foamy looking LARPing and shit. And it's got the like it looks like Dragon Claws cupping her boobs. Yes. Just, that was great. Absolutely. That's that was actually when L O D two thousand or whatever they called it came out, Sonny would wear something that looked like that. It was yeah. even worse looking, though. And she's like, I want to join up. I'm from a warrior race. She's been cooed. Everything she says is slightly sexual. So she's Oh, like, she, yeah, she's totally, I don't know why. But now I, I, I take that back. I know why. <laughs> because she's so into him because he's not into her. Well, there's that and the fact that she, he wanted nothing more than to blow her fucking head off. Right. Like, and, murder and, gets her on, and then the fact that he blows her off gets her Right. On. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need you. And yet, she's getting wet. She's just like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Guys, this is how you get a hot chick. You blow her off. <laughs> and so so he's like, buzz off, broad. We're out of here. Cut to the Lambda Zone where we we're, all meet we're up. We're finally going to the Lambda Zone. Cowboys is smoking a cig. Chad's like, what is that? He's like, it's it's awful. Don't worry about it. Are you putting smoke into your lungs? Yeah, it, it feels great. And he's like, well, okay, but I want to introduce you to the, the Gelt. And he's like, hey there, Gelt. From Earth. You ever hear of it? Where are you from? I was born in space. <laughs> okay, then. Whatever. Like, this goes with it. He's just I, like, I, I like, it. I like, I like you. I like that Shad even asked Gelt if he has permission to use his name. Because Shad didn't even know his name. He's like, wait, Shad, 
or uh, can we use your name? Like somehow Gelt knew that, and yeah, he yeah. piped yeah, up. Yeah, he did say, "My name is Gelt," which is Jewish for gold. Yes, you know, get the and- Gelt for, <laughs> for Christmas. So Cowboy's like, "Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, I'll get in front, and you can, you know, I do not let people take my rear." Yeah, he's like, "I'll take it from behind. I'm all man. I'm Brother, guarding our backs. I'm all man." And so. Fuck it. We see uh, Saint Exum. She's just kind of flitting around the outskirts. She's like, Come on, guys, let me in. She's like the little sister. Yep. Wants to play. Shad is still rolling his eyes. Like, let's just ignore her, guys, and go on. And then know. we see the big fucking whale ship come in, and like, oh my god. And we learn that you know it's Nanelia's. Like, hey, I got a new guy. His name's Cayman. And Cayman's like, look, man. <laughs> I'm only in this for Sador. I want his head. I want it on my piano. That's it. And they're like, okay, then. We're cool with that. You know, we want Sarah dead, too. A Shad care. does a little gulp and, like, collar fix. Gulp. Okay. I've only seen, like, I mean, to be honest, he's only seen, like, people who look like humans, and now he's confronting a lizard man. Right. So that yeah, added he's, he's a fish out of water. Yep. Space water. Space and water. we cut back to Planet Akir. What's going on with Akir? Well, Click and clack. They're just jerking off in the fucking... They had nothing to do. They're bored as fuck. Yeah. So they're just watching. They're peeping in. Fucking watching girls shower. Much like the, the fucking scene from Revenge the Nerd. So they got the cameras. And they're watching the girls in the sorority house. <laughs> and then they zoom in on a wedding going on. And Shad's sister apparently is a priestess because she's marrying this couple. That... Oh, okay. And like, wow, look at the bazooms on that, bro. So this is where the I sister would. comes back up. Exactly. I did not recognize her. So they they go down, and they're like, hey, let's just beam this broad up and have our way with her. And like, I'm in, brother. So they do the little fucking tractor beam. They just scoop her up, take her off into space, and space rape her, I guess. Uh, I mean, Click, Click's got a fucking taste for rape, and he's like, Clack, you take over. <laughs> I'm going in the back. And so while that's going on, which which one's not raping? Click? Click, I think. So Click's like, hey, uh, put your sen- dick in your pants. The sensors are going off. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, 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 seven ships coming. And then lightning crashes. And then they're like, oh, shit. We got to call in this to Sador. So they're trying to get the call in. But they never get it in because they have to start fucking running away. And Gelt tracks them and guns them the fuck down. Gelt, he had a cool, it was like a manta ray ship. Yes. It looked and cool. It was cool. He it had, wasn't super sleek. This is what I don't like about Star Wars. Everything was super sleek. Uh-huh. Uh, even Star Trek. All but do of it you was, need things super sleek in space because there's no friction? It's it's a vacuum. Yeah. Like, like I have a lot of weird problems with Star Wars. But Star Trek had like gnarly shit. It looked jank. It looked military. Like a like a like a ship you'd see on the ocean or whatever. The these ships are all gnarly as fuck too. That was great. But yeah, this right. one looked like a what'd you say, manta ray? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, he's a girl's like, I got this. So he takes off. Well that's going on. She had sister Shadda. Let's call her Shadda. Shadda. She like goes, ain't nobody raping me. So she just grabs the control and starts fucking with him. Like, stop, we're gonna get crashed. Yeah. And then Gelt just destroys everything. And like you, I go now. Now I'm getting back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, Shad never acknowledges his sister's death. Doesn't care. No, she sacrificed right. herself basically so they could, you know, 
they wouldn't Sador wouldn't get the message. I see. I didn't recognize that that was his yeah. sister. So I, I, I mean, I recognize that they killed a strain, you know, a captive in yeah. this whole mess. That was his sister. But wow. So everybody has exited the Lambda Zone. They've got rid of the Sador's guard. They land on the planet, right. and uh, Shad is just like, guys, I can't wait for you to meet all the townsfolk. Right. We're going to have food and entertainment. And Cayman's just like, where are the white bitches at? Yeah, Cayman. And there's nobody. It's like fucking Munchkin Land when Dorothy landed and they're just hiding. I think he saw Nanelia and he was just like, I can't. Like, she's she's like, you know, a six and a half if you're into the curvy ladies. And Cayman, of course. Cayman is like, can a lizard get a table dance? He's just like, let's party. Yeah. Cayman, oh, he's into that lifestyle. (laughs) He's, well, he's been probably talking to Gelt. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sure they're sharing some stories. Yeah. And then they finally like peek out. Like, I, we might have. To, I might need to get a screenshot of this guy. There's this fucking extra. He's just an extra. He's no lines. He's always popping up. He's got a long permed hair and a mustache, and he irritated. Me. Yes, I think I know exactly. He looks like who Doug Henning, the magician from the '70s. I, I think wanted I know him dead. Exactly who you're talking about? Because he's in almost every scene, where it's just like background people. But it was like Chad, who was just like. Everybody needs to come out here and say hi to my friends right now. Well, they should. I hate these people, Chad. Well, these people are risking their lives for these fucking losers. You're 100 percent true. Correct. Right. And they're getting nothing for it because they have no money. But nothing about this trip has made Chad into any more of just like he, he's still just whiny and it's well, yeah. Awful. Well, that's the role. That's the Luke Skywalker role. The yeah. whiny little boy. So everybody comes out and champions a couple like they a couple of women come out and get around Cayman's legs and like caress him like you know the like the Conan the, picture, the, the Conan picture and everything yeah. and and he fucking sticks his blade hand straight up in the air and he's like I don't even like women but I love this shit. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it like he likes women, and we. <laughs> he likes anything. That's oh, he I'm goes. Both he ways. might. He might fucking one of those space anomalies. He might fuck a zim. I was talking to our good friend Joe, and I was telling him where I was. I was at in my raw watch show, and he's like, "You got to tell me if they leave this Triple H line in there where they ask him if he's bilingual." And he says, "No, but I'm buying a lot of other ways." And then Triple H goes, "Did I just say that?" And Jim Ross says to him. Yeah, and we're live. He's like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, so what we're saying is listen to Raw instead of us because they're way more funnier. But anyway. Oh, yeah. So this is where we finally get the scene that justifies Nanelia being there. She's like, all right, guys. Everything's set up. We got that computer array. And... She's like, we'll know when we'll know all the movements because apparently they they move in like they're a hive mind too, or they move in the formations. I don't know what you know. Yeah, she kind of she she had like the breakdown of all their plans. She's like, here's how their ships move together. Here's the attack coordinations they like to use. And here's if, the ships they use. Here's where their shields are. Riff, of course, we learn the weak spot of the stellar converter. Well, Murray, you see, in order to use the stellar converter, they have to lower their shields so exactly. it opens this one spot up, King. Hippo from Punch Out all over again. In order to get to him, you have to knock his shorts down and expose that belly button. Right. So that's it. That's the thing I do. It's like the fucking shooting womp rats, wherever Luke was talking about in Star Wars. And then we go, well, not only that, you ever check out our xylophone technology? Oh, and man. so they have crystals and xylophone mallets, and they're like, and they're, they, they, 
I guess they're going full World War One because they're making trenches to fight in. I got to tell you, like, I was so confused about this scene, but it, it, it put a subliminal message into my brain. And that night I was just watching Gary Burton light up a vibrator, a uh, vibrator, <laughs> uh, a vibraphone. Okay. That's what you always hear, like the xylophone sound thing in jazz songs. Yeah. Huh. Vibraphone. And so, yeah, apparently, for some reason, they know that Sator's going to come to their planet, even though we just saw earlier, he just blowed that one planet away, didn't even care. But, yeah, no, they're really prepared for this But maybe you know why? Because they have the analyzer. They know that they analyze the situation, and they know that they'll do that. So it's not so much an analyzer as it foresees the future. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to come down to this planet because we suppose they want something on this planet that they have. The white bitches. Right. Maybe you Plenty meet you had a bunch of those it was a third world hellhole as our president would call it mm. or whatever. A shithole. Yeah, this country. is like this is like Czechoslovakia, the planet. Yeah. It's just hot Eastern European babes. Everywhere. And they like to they like to sign. And they news. love you. They yeah. don't love your money, they love you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they got they got they got great pastries there too. That's what I hear. And coffee. And so cowboy he just goes with the flow, so immediately hooks up with a broad. He's like, hey, you, come here. He's fine. He's the Fonziest. I he's think he's Fonzie, dude. I think this was Shad's mom. It could be. He's <laughs> like, hey, you need a dad? And I'm going to fuck your mom. And he's like. Her name was uh, uh, Low Loin? <laughs> low Loin? <laughs> low Loin? Yeah. Her loin was pretty low. And he's like, hey, <laughs> you ever see a, a liquor belt? Well, let me see. Let me show you something. Oh, I liked I liked it because she knew about the men and their their what's under their waist belt there, and so well, he's like, she, I got, "She's a mom, of course uh, she does." Yeah, exactly. Uh, then again, I don't know because we they were. I think on Akira, people are born on in bags and they rip themselves out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so I like this because he's like, "I got something under my waist for you," and so she's like. Look, I've seen a lot of impressive dicks, but I've never seen an Earthling's dick, so let's go ahead and see it. But th- yeah, but he exposes right. that fucking scotch belt, right. and she's just like, well, call me fucking Pinkled Pink. What the fuck Pinkled is that? Pink. And, uh, yeah, that's an old saying and on, she's on like, Akira. You got the biggest dick I've ever seen on an Earth, man. Yeah. And I've only seen one, but it's the biggest, so it, she's telling the truth. So, sex, ex- we get the girls sex. together. <laughs> <laughs> she's sexy. Murray. Oh, All right, Saint Sexmean. <laughs> and she's, she, like, even though she's a warrior woman, she's all giggly about fucking Shad, and she's girling it up. They're braiding their hair with Nanelia, and she's like, oh, my God, that Shad. I just want to ding-a-dong, dang-a-dang-a-dong, dong ding a dong ding a dong dang a dong No, Murray, and- I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm pulling it up right now because I sent this over to Murray, and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck is happening right here? St. X-Men says to uh, a very curious Nanelia, tingle, dingle, dangle, prangle his transistors. Transistors? So Akira have more than, well, I mean, they do say there's there's nerve endings that could be flouted in the butthole as well. So maybe maybe St. X-Men's like teaching her all kinds uh, of she shit. Can, she can dangle my dangle anytime she wants. And so, yeah, so she... And Neely's lost because she's been living with her dad and robots. Exactly. Those and robots right, don't have dicks. They don't have nerves in their buttholes. Like, she doesn't know where to <laughs> press the buttons. They have sensors, but not nerves. Yeah, exactly. Nerves. 
answer. She's like, I don't know what you're talking. But she's like, she's a smiling, shaking your hand. You're like, yeah, nodding. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, dangle transistors. I see. I thought this was gonna be like something they stole away for later. No, it immediately <laughs> transitions into the next scene yeah. where she is all over Shad. They're, they're like sitting there. He's they're talking. bored now. Yeah, they're they're like talking about uh, Shad's talking about his ship now, and like I gotta get now this, and I gotta get now that, and she. Nanelia was just telling him, like, well, she's like, uh, do you know anything about dangling transistors? He's like, oh, the birds and the bees, you mean? Let me let me sit you down. He sits her down. She sits on his lap, and he's like, let me tell you, when a man loves a woman, and he just goes into the rap, yeah, and then he goes, and then she, he thinks he's reading it like she's I, getting well, hot from me. This is what I'm getting confused about because he's still nervous, teenager, right? Explain it like the teenager. Except he's got like a sex pot wanting to fuck him. Then he's like a player like a motherfucker. Yet he's like awkward with the girl. Yeah, well, he has a crush on her. Yeah. So, of course, he'd be awkward around her. I think he'd be cool about the person you think is just fucking with you. I think that's what was happening. He thinks he's she's fucking with him. Right. Whereas uh, Nanelia really wants to get with him. So he's he's nervously like, oh, my God, you want me to explain this to you? Well, I have a penis, you have a vagina, and it just so happens that we're both earthlings somehow. And when you put two together, it makes magic. It's like Oreos, cookies, and the cream that's in between the two. I thought I was going to say chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter. Well, he puts his chocolate in between peanut butter. Hey, and I got then, some cookies And the then freezer. a Reese's Cup is bored. Yeah. And so he goes in for the kiss, and he, then she's- uh, he, Ask for consent. He says, can I? My lady. Can I kiss you? And he touches her cheek and she says, oh, which is, of course, French for yes. So he gets in there and he starts kissing her and she starts grinding into his leg. Must have been something St. X-Men showed her. Right. And so she's feeling that fucking pant leg length dong of his and I, I don't you know. Think maybe she got scared. I think she got scared. I don't know. I think you're onto something. I thought Saint. I was supposed to say sex. <laughs> Saint Damien. I got. I want to have sex with her, but no, <laughs> he. I think she's like she taught her a little something about the power of pussy, and she's just like get him revved up and oh. then fucking pull the rug out from under. So them. you you think she wanted to see how potent it was? Right. She's unveiling her own stellar converter. Right. Interesting. So then, and then she's like, she like, it works. She yeah. that to herself. She, she feels like, it stiffen up, and she's just like, oh, you know what? I gotta go. Right. Weirdest then, thing. Cowboy wanted to show me. Just like, oh, grabbing his. Cowboy dick, wanted to show like, me some belt trick of his. <laughs> right. So this is like right the night before we're all gonna die and go to Valhalla. So I like did you I don't know if you noticed this, but I like this little thing they did where they're it's basically like a campfire and they're using Kelvin as the campfire. Yeah, I loved it. It was a beautiful This is okay, this is the part of the movie I loved. I loved the characters. I liked each one. I liked Nestor, Gelt being Gelt's one of the coolest, and of course Cowboy being Hannibal. (laughs) Fucking love it. Um but yeah, you got all these cool characters coming together. They're showing like their differences and everything. You got Nestor who's like confused, like, oh my god, I want to learn everything. Like Android and Next Gen, who is based on Nestor, of course. You mean data. Da- uh, he is an Android. He, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I keep calling him Android. Data. Uh, but yeah, they they have this cool kumbaya, and it's right. it's wonderful. And yeah, Kelvin. Cowboy's like, hey, 
you want to hear a little old uh, Earth folk song? And then he just rips into the beginning of uh, Black Sabbath's The Wizard. So good. And it's like, holy shit, man. Thank God Black Sabbath's day lasted. You think he would be concentrating so hard on that that he couldn't cook a hot dog? But he's got fucking hot dogs over an open... He's got his hot dog belt on where it's got little like skewers that come off the belt. (laughs) Over an open human alien life form (laughs) fire. Like You think you would have to pay more attention because it's like, I don't know how this fire is going to work. I give you shit about grilled hot dogs, but I think a Kelvin grilled hot dog would taste amazing. You saw those grill lines. They were perfect. They were perfect. I, it must have been Calvin whispering them. Uh, we call them Skittle and Starburst. This was Starburst on the ground here. Starburst just like must have whispered the words that singe those. Pro- right, those little like uh, like glittery bubbles came off that they used to disintegrate the people yep. later. The came sweat, off. yeah, the right. perspiration you see, perspiration, yeah. And Beautiful. and Nas, even Nestor's like mm, that shit looks good. What's up uh, with that, uh, cowboy? <laughs> what is that glistening meat tube you're uh, moistening <laughs> over like, a hot Calvin? He's like. You mean my dick? He's like, no, no, no. That's amazing, too. I'll talk about that later. But no, the one you're burning over We'll Kelvin. save that for a low lane. Because uh, I'm, I'm, we're open to experiences. We want to experience everything. Yeah, we want to. We definitely want to be there. Like, you already you already gave us a you ever fucked five guys at the same time? That's what I'm saying. There's a watchman now. All right. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I, oh, we can do that later. Try this. And he puts his hands over yeah. the hot dog. Try this. Me Not too. even. It's like. It's so great. He doesn't need a bun. He's just like, I'm gonna eat this raw. I love this too because Nesta. Well, Nesta does, does he does he have a hot dog belt that dispenses hot dogs? No, no, no okay. Well, no, he doesn't. They don't have hot dogs on this planet. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is like when kids first start eating hot dogs, they don't eat it with the bun, Murray. Nestor is a child to hot dogs, so of course he eats okay. it without a bun. Okay, uh, you never. Well, he see- doesn't eat it. Well, he does eat it. Yet he doesn't eat it. He hands it to the guy behind him, the other Nestor. Yeah, this was interesting. <laughs> like, there's so many questions that come up with Nestor. So apparently, one of them has a stronger taste bud. But uh, what we learn is that they all move in synchronicity. Right. So they all, all one lift, being. They, yep, they all lift up their arm to consume the hot dog, and they're all chewing along, and they're all just going, "Oh my." God, and they're labeling every ingredient. They're like, if you've ever wondered what's in a hot dog, Nestor, Nestor just. Right. And he's like, hey, but there ain't no dog in this. Yeah, and then, then uh, Cowboy just smirks a little. Maybe, maybe not. So we don't know what's going. on. We don't know what people are eating in their hot dogs in the year futuristic twenty 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 twenty. And so we need to have another audience interaction here, where we learn a little bit more about a character. And we got a couple of curious kids. The one looked like uh, Django Fett's son, who eventually becomes, you know, Bubba Fett. And he's just like, Galt, Galt. Mister, are you really bad? Uh, yeah. Are you really bad? <laughs> and this guy's like saving their life for a meal. Yeah. He's and he's immediately like just shaming him. I think it was just like cleaning off a pistol, you know, like <laughs> badasses do. You right. know, he would if it was like a normal American gun, he'd been clean up and the chamber. And did you notice Galt is always looking up. He's always... Yeah, and up. you know what? Never a finger to confuse himself <laughs> to get mask that heavenly beauty. Always watching the heavenly glory. Exactly. He always he, experiencing. He's it. waiting to die. He, right. he knows he's a billionaire on this planet, but he's like, I just want to die. And these kids are like, Are you really bad? And he's like, Well, yeah. Well, were you born bad? He's like, Babe, I was born in space. <laughs> he just I goes was back to that. <laughs> in <No>. space. <laughs> 
And Jesse's about to elaborate on that. We get the fucking alarms that that uh, Nanelia set up. This is such a tease. Like, th- th- there's a lot of teases. I'm realizing now there's a lot of teases here. One's a tease of a character, and now the tease of the audience. Because I want to know more about Gelt. We don't get it because that alarm goes off. Right. So it's like, all right, get ready, people. Cowboy's going to stay on the planet and like lead. Well, the- yeah, again, he w- he was only there to be right. with ground forces, right. and in fact, he wasn't even supposed to fight. So he's like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. He goes over to Loloin and he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's hey, ready Lolo. to bail. He's just like, hey, you want to go? Lolo, uh, I'm about to jump in my ship, take off, got some soda and scotch up there. I got uh, over my bed. I have these beautiful portraits of women in, you know, like scantily clad. 50, but they're tasteful. Fi- fi- yeah, it's 50s vintage. So he's like, maybe we could get you doing some of that kind of stuff. Him, uh, yeah. He's into photography. Uh, I Oh, big time. And he's like, I got some great Western movies. You ever it's seen Custard Last Stand? You ever seen Faces Death Five? Faces. Not four, five. Five is hard to see. Yeah. And she's like, Oh well, I'm I'm into it, but we can't escape. Sador's fucking fleet is here. I, I mean, yeah, like there's no way we're gonna penetrate their their force field. And she, he's like, once again, all right, I'm gonna have a double this time. He well, just- he looks down and he pours it. And she's she's seen him do this multiple times because he is he's trying to you know he's trying to get in with her so he's getting he's using the social lubricant but he doesn't use the ice or the soda and so he has a drink she says to him well you forgot the scotch and soda and he just tilts his head ma'am no I didn't and he just chugs that. Cut to Sador's uh, battleship, which I want to point out, it is apparently powered by those uh, globes. If you go to like a science museum, yeah. where it's like a Static. glass globe with the the lightning inside of it. Kind yeah, of Trump had that beautiful picture. With yeah, the, I, that was creepy. Yeah, boy. and they, that's how they control their master ship. And uh, he's calling in, click and clack. He's like, "Where are those fucking idiots?" And we need to know. We had an engine blow out. We need to know how to fix it. We're gonna explain the noise. It's making a. Pop, 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 noise and they're not responding so they're like fuck it we're gonna go blow that planet up we gotta see what the fuck's going on if anybody knows the car talk guys out there it'd make me so happy <laughs> and so while that's going on we are uh, the rest of the guys they go off into space saying x-men she's basically like a decoy she's like you know like flitting around the ships and trying to draw them to her yeah to the trap that they have where our other guys are waiting for them and it works perfect, man. She pulls off all these ships chasing her. Yeah, they they send out, and th- this is where we get um, we get probably a ten second cut of these dudes in their in their spaceship. They have like big helmets, visors, and then they have typewriter controls, and so they're just like j- jamming away at their typewriters. And then we cut back to the ship, and it's always like the same cut of the ship moving around. This is my only complaint about the movie. It's just like the same cut. The same interaction in the ship, the same laser Type shooting. Budget, so you yeah, they keep reusing clips. So I, I just would have liked it if they would have toned down on that and more the characters, because I love the characters. Well, what happens next? Uh, you, you said it beautifully, Griff. Lasers, tits, and explosions. Because uh, Saint X Men is changed into an even sexier outfit. It's like a bodysuit with diagonal slashes across it. Ooh. I don't know how you can't see her nipple in this because uh, it's like one whole tits basically exposed. I I hundred percent agree. <laughs> this is a this is movie magic right here. Right. And her ship is set up where she's just laying out, like sprawled in her chair. Oh, shit. Okay, this is a 
this is this is one of those camera angles where you probably couldn't get away with today because no, it you is couldn't at all. Right down there. The the one problem I had was even she was confused by her ship controls. <laughs> she is constantly staring down. She would have such a feel for well, this. Well, her boobs are in the way, you know. Like, you know. No, Murray, that's not the point. She would have that's a That's probably feel. why she lays down. <laughs> she would have a feel for everything. She would know it all by yeah, heart. She lives something. in this ship. And so, yeah, it's just, this, like you said, it's just your run-of-the-mill well, they, they shoot ship, lasers or. and shit at her. She lures them over to a planet where the, the gravity of the planet pulls them in and makes them crash, where she knows how to use the planet's gravitational pull and launch off it to go even faster because she's a speed freak. She's really into that. You could say that she's into speed. Okay. okay. And so Shad is just firing blindly. But he gets a kill because, you know, squirrel, blind squirrel, not, you get it. Yep. Cayman is this dead set on destroying the fucking main ship. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's having all kinds of frustrations, you know. He hasn't been built up like this in a long time because, I, I don't know, he hasn't been blue balled in years. Maybe they had a relationship, him and Sador. Oh. Jilted lover. Oh, my goodness. If this was written today, that is exactly what it would be. No. I think I know where that spaghetti stain came from now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, some kind of acidic juice. <laughs> we don't know. He probably does. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, everything's sh- pew, 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 shooting. Gelt is taking out some motherfuckers. And then Shad, they released like a, it was called a, like a nuclear torpedo. But it's they a heat a, seeker. They had a lot of these, yeah. It's a heat seeker and it's chasing Shad. And Shad, I mean, really, Nell. Nell is, like, evading it, and they do the move where they go up to the main main uh, Sador ship and then leap out of the way at the last second. So yep. the, the nuclear torpedo hits uh, hits uh, Sador's ship, and did it fuck the, uh, something up? It fucked something up. Murray, I couldn't keep track of what it fucked up because this is where it gets so... I'm, I'm into it for the characters, not for this shit. Well, you know what else gets fucked up? Gelt, because Gelt's ship gets shot. He fi- yeah, he finally gets and hit. He's like, I got to fucking land, guys. I'll see a planet side. I'm out. He's having a harder time than that, Murray, but you're yeah. right. He does go fa- falling down to Akira. Akira. So back on Akira. Cowboy, he's doing the trench warfare. They're, they're, they got like, this is like straight out of a video game. There's like fucking little curtain walls that come down and block off. Yeah, no, they've got this. Uh, apparently that xylophone machine that was uh, tearing the earth apart and everything. It they built traps into it, so they have uh, simple triggers to tr- like lower walls, raise walls, right. lower rocks onto people. It's cool. And you pointed it out earlier. This is where I got the shock troops were Borg. They looked just like Borg. Yes, they did. They had tubes going up to their head. Right. They had the eyepiece. Yeah, the fat dude from Sador's Henchman. He's down there with this weird kind of mask thing on. Yep, and they're getting their ass handed to him because by the Akira, they've 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 tasted blood and they like it. Oh yeah, every everything is going super well for Cowboy and the fucking Akira, and then this tank starts rolling in. A Sonic tank, really. Sonic tank. And we're not talking about the restaurant. We're talking about one that shoots out uh, Sonic, Sonic waves. waves. Yeah. And I love the guy. I think it might have been Doug Hanning. The guy's like blood spraying out of his ears. Yeah, just holding it. That was good. And like, and I love Cowboy's still. He's just got finger in each ear. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, and they're like. Sonic tank, we can't stop it. Uh, well, can we, we can't lower, even get near it. We can't. Can we lower a rock trap? Mm, 
the rock the the only rock trap available. It failed. We can't, well, I think we can't it was the Sonics were interfering with the xylophone uh, so shit. It must have. Oh, that would make sense actually. Yeah, so that's got to be it. And then the Kelvin just Kelvin pulls on the pants leg of the one woman. Well, yeah, they they all retreat because right. they're all getting shot down. Their numbers are dwindling here. So they all meet up at like their one uh uh one defense point they have, and morale is low. It's a somber mood, you know. Right. Paul Williams jumped in. He did the score for this part. I think Paul Williams is one of the Kelvins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what it is. So Paul tugs on Cowboys' uh, oven mitt. I want to take us onto a side journey here. I watched an interview with Paul Williams recently, and it was with it was from like 1990 with these two dorky dudes, and they were creeps because they were like, "Oh my god, that scene in Phantom of the Opera where you get sleep with Winslow's woman." What was that like? Did you pop a boner? Did you have such a good time? And Paul Williams just like, um, yeah, sometimes being an actor is cool. Like, he was not going with them at all. And they're like, but it was hot being under that bed with her. It, it was awful. Mm. Sorry, I interjected for that. It's almost as awful as that, that what you just did. Yeah, that interjection. And so little Paul, the Kelvin, he's like yanking on those oven mitt uh, chaps. And Nestor's like, they uh they want to help. Yeah. They're gonna blow up that sonic tank because have you noticed they don't have ears? And they're like he's like cowboys like do what you got to do. I don't yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah. give a shit if I live or die. I don't give a fuck. He just pulls out that harmonica. He's like you haven't been hearing these sweet fucking tunes. <laughs> you didn't hear that Black Sabbath cover I did earlier. <laughs> and they're just like they they shake their heads. I don't know how because they can't hear. Yeah, maybe they can hear telepathically. I don't know. I think they read lips, but you can't read, <laughs> read lips, lips behind a harmonica, Murray. <laughs> we read eyes; they read lips. Exactly. I think they read eyes too. <laughs> maybe. And so they wait for the sonic tank to come, and they just jump in front of it. Yep. And they turn really red hot. It's a Tiananmen Square situation. You know? <laughs> Very much. I think that inspired the Tiananmen Square guy. Maybe he says for Calvin, <laughs> and they ran over him for le- uh, Starburst and Skittles. <laughs> And they destroy the tank, but it's too much. Well, they destroy a couple people, too. They make chemical well, yeah. disintegrate. They stop the tank where it's it, it can't function anymore. And then a couple of the Borg troops come out, and they try to shoot them, but they fucking melt them. Because as we learned at one point, like, Shad was like, I'm sweaty by these guys. And they're like, yeah, they're Kelvin. They're super fucking hot for reasons. They speak through the heat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was them greeting and so the Calvins then turn their efforts back to the tank and just completely disintegrate it into space dust. And they collapse. And I was, I thought they were dead, but no, because ne- I, was it Nanelia or that woman the cowboy wants to fuck? She's like, get him to the protein tanks! Lo- oh, Lola Lane. Yeah, Lola yeah. Lane. Everything's about protein in this movie. Yeah. Get him to the protein tanks. Now, I, in protein. my world, I believe I want to believe Kelvins live. They didn't sacrifice themselves. This guy won, read one nutrition book, and all he took from it was protein. So it's just everywhere. You only in need the protein, dude. Yeah. Builds up muscle mass. So fight is back on, Griff. Even Zed is like, I, I, I don't know if he's blind. He's crippled or crazy. Yeah, we're still on the planet side. Yeah, but he's just stumbling around, beats a man to death with his cane. And he's like, yes, I'm finally alive again. This is like Moses leading the people, you know, to the promised it land is. with his, with just his fucking walking stick. This is Zed. And it doesn't and even it, turn into a snake. It stays his walking stick. Yeah, he just murders a man with a stick. <laughs> he's wearing a helmet. The, the guy he kills is wearing a helmet and armor. Well, there are, they are leprous, so they're probably just melting and collapsing <laughs> on themselves. So, so his, his head just popped <laughs> off like Mr. Potato Head accessory. It just, like, hit it, popped right off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But while well, he's just... 
enjoying the kill, a guy just shoots him. Yeah, we do know. I mean, okay, this is the thing about the Akiri people. When they, uh, like, even Zed, at 80 years old, killed millions of people, each kill gets so ecstatic, like a teenager, like, Shad. Every kill Shad gets, or thinks he gets, he gets so ecstatic, he gets super over, you know. So this is just a thing of the Akiri. Okay. That's what I'm learning. So we lose the, we lose a legend in Zed. Zed's dead, baby, as Bruce Willis would say in Pulp Fiction. And so where there's a little detente. They're a little like everyone goes back to their sides. Yeah. Shad comes back down to earth. Yeah, because Nell or Akira, inform- I should say. Nell Nell informs the, uh, Shad that you know Zed has died. So he he's all somber. He's like, oh, I gotta go back home. And uh, Saint X Men, she's just like, holy fucking shit, Shad. Sh- Shad's down here treating all the wounded people again. Somber mood is sad as fuck, and she's just like, "Did you see how many people I killed? It was fucking amazing. I led one guy into a planet, killed him. I got out of my ship and just shaked my tits. Five ships just exploded on spot. I fu- I, I don't even know what happened there. And then the Mormon and Chad comes out. No death is beautiful. And then she's like, "Well, you've never seen a Valkyrie go down, Griff." We talked about in our last episode, uh, Taffy was saying how she was getting all hot and bothered by geriatric Lance Henriksen. This scene did something for me. If I was <laughs> if I was Shad and I had her in that outfit saying that shit, I would fuck her on the pile of dead bodies that's right there. I wouldn't like Shad I'd be like, Shad, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> This is like the hottest shit going. Oh my god! So I'm like, I'm with you. I'm like, fuck Shad. I don't. I want him to die now. I don't because you just. That's like, that's like checked every box for me. I'm like, yes, right. But Murray, you're thinking with a man brain. He's thinking yeah. with a child's brain. <laughs> He's wrong. like into his cute little crush. Whereas, like, right. a, any man would probably like, well, any guy who's into death and everything <laughs> would probably like. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hold on, let me go talk to Cowboy to get some scotch and sodas because I right. want this to get weird. Oh. So Shad, he just humps, rumps, and walks off. And he walked in the room where Gelt's there. He's dying. His face is all he got oh, a bad yeah. sunburn. His face, face is peeling. Yeah, he looks like he just poured a bowl of soup into his face. A scalding hot <laughs> That's soup. Probably you know? what happened. He was probably yeah. fine. <laughs> Somebody's bringing soup and like tripped and it fell on his face. One of the curators like. <laughs> that's hubris for you. I just wanted a place with a warm meal. Instead, he got a hot meal that singed his face. Yeah, irony. Yeah, and he's just like, I, he, I like it because he's like, I can't believe I'm going to fucking die on this shitty planet. Yeah. And then he just like cries almost. And then he looks up and then he dies. And I like this. Chad's just like, all right, prepare him a full course meal. I mean everything. I want pre-appetizer, appetizer. Pig in a blanket. Uh, pig in a blanket. Two, two encores. I want two dis- different desserts. Two encores? You mean Encore. two entrees? Entrees, yes. yes. Thank you. Excuse me. I haven't been to a concert in forever. Uh, two desserts. And, of course, I want those all served on a woman who is going to be buried alive <laughs> with them. Yes. That's Sushi, how, all honor. Yes. Yeah. That's how Gelt would have wanted it. That's how I want it. And, and that's exactly what he gets. And then, so he gets that, and then we're just, like, we're get regrouping, we're getting in plan B. We're back into the lab where they're, like, right. discussing uh, plan B. And we learn that Nestor had allowed one of himself to be captured. 
Well, a fact that we alluded to, we decided not to use because of smartness, <laughs> was that there was five nesters, and they explained that we actually only need four here. Right. Well, you just bought the fifth one for fun. No, it was because we need a spare. That was the joke, that they, we need a spare. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. so the fifth one got captured, and they're just like, wink, and they all wink in unison. It's fun. Because yeah, he's fun. like, yeah, everything he sees, we see, so we can know what's up with Sador. So they actually link his brain up to a monitor, so everybody, <laughs> including the audience, watches what the fifth nester is. Scene. Right. So we're on Sador's ship, and he's like, you're going to tell me what I need to know. I don't know anything. I don't know. What, I, I know. Yeah. He's like, well, do you, are you very uh, tolerant of pain? Not at all. It fucking hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm a bitch. I'll cry. But he's still, he's just like, yeah. do what you got to do. I want to experience everything in life. So if you want to <laughs> put needles in my dick, go for it. Yeah. Like, I want to know every single pain that you have all brother i want to know every pain you got to offer because i will tolerate it and and while that's going on sador's arm that's in the sling is hanging on by a thread he's like i want that arm yeah give me that arm so we're going for a dual frankenstein table here they pin uh sador up to a table and then they have uh nestor pinned up to a table and they go to start torturing Nestor. <laughs> I love it's the slowest chainsaw i've ever seen that is torture well it's cause... it's not a Chainsaw like we have here on Earth. Well, it's, it's a, a space, laser. It's a space it's a, chainsaw. Yeah, it's a space laser chain. <laughs> where every, like the There's chain three link. three teeth on it. The chain link and the teeth are lasers. <laughs> and so, uh, they, I guess Nestor on Akira, they feel it. They're like, uh, and they're like, he's dead. The doctor that's doing the thing, he's yeah, dead. They chop his arm. Murray, you got to point this out. Yeah, they, they chop, chop his, his arm, arm off. off at the shoulder. Right. And that kills Nestor. <laughs> That alone kills Nestor. Well, we learned he said they were their pussies. They exactly. can't take it. So, so I mean, they must have had a heart attack. <laughs> that that Nestor, <laughs> and but the, but but our lepretic, uh, ma- ma- Maori. I forget what these people are called. Ma- they're mammalian. They're mammalian. Something, yeah. something like that. But Sador, uh, Sador. Yes. Sador's like, yep. Give me that fucking arm right now. Well, he'll take anything he can get. His arms like hanging off and we're in a sci-fi movie so they just pop the arm on there <laughs> and they fucking like bolt it together staples like, yeah <laughs> no big deal right and Sator comes out and he's like oh yeah get the pig skin let's toss it around for a little and, while but, but we gotta do something about this he pulls his glove out he's like because he got three fingers three fingers on the new yeah, he's like, like uh, pff, come figure on. that out yeah and jesse's about to do that he's like his hand starts it has a mind of its own. It has a hive mind of its own because Nestor, the other Nestors, are controlling yeah, the hand. Yeah, again, hive mind. Yeah, bored. and it grabs a knife that uh, Sador has on his belt and starts putting the knife to his throat. He's like, "Get this fucking hand off of me!" Yeah, he's struggling because it's getting closer and closer and closer. It never gets to the point where it, there should have been a point where it like trickle of blood comes down mm-hmm. to let you know like he's fighting it. So fuck, never happens though. No, and then they pin him up against the Frankenstein table. They do yep. the super slow chainsaw, cuts the arm yep. off. We don't see it cut off. We just see Nestor reacting on Akir. Like, oh, you know. we have failed everybody. So, yeah, nice, nice plan, but it didn't work. No, that was a fucking brilliant plan. So, so round two. Crew's got to fly out for round two with Sator. They got to go out to his fucking ship again. And I loved all that shit right there. I loved right. it. Characters and uh, you right. know, like getting smart, like Star Trek shit. Now we're just gonna go back out and have a star okay. battle. Yeah. What we learned is they have to kill all the little guard ships in order to stop. There was what eight of them? Yes, there was eight. What's good? You only have seven. 
So <laughs> still outnumbered. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like you said, there's really not much to say. Nestor gets hit and just fucking starts flipping around his spaceship, crashes on a cure. Stellar Converter's getting ready. Like, like Sator's had it. He's yeah. he doesn't have an arm now. Yep. He's like, kill these motherfuckers. Yep. So uh, Sator X Men, she does a nice suicide dive. She's like, I'm so confused about this. Scene. This is what. Okay, I'm gonna. Tell, I think I got it right. This is how I read it. I'll tell you, and you can tell me how you read it. There's. I wish we had a camera. There's so much hand gesturing <laughs> happening behind the scenes here. Saint X Men. She does a suicide dive where she. Throw hurdles her plane into yeah. the stellar converter, but she has an escape pod. So yes. she drips off. Her rest of her ship goes into there and ruins the stellar converter. Yes. That's what happens. Yes. And then, then she's in the escape pod. She knows like, the escape pod has no weaponry. She knows it's a fine day to die. She, she, she must have found somebody to fuck. Maybe Space Cowboy gave her something. Oh, okay. And then she's surrounded by ships, and she's just like, hey, man, today's a fine day to die. And then she gets blown up by the bad she guy. Smiles, she smiles, says witness, brave well, paints her teeth. Yeah. What was that about? I guess that was that of ecstasy? You know, here's what I was confused about. If you were going to kill yourself, she knew she was going to die. Why didn't she just go in with the ship? But then I realized it's because she had all the pyro, fucking pyrotechnics and everything with her on the escape pod. And she told Shad, bitch, you wanted to fuck this because it's spectacular. And also, like we have the best death in the world, so that's well. That's what, yeah, Valkyries. That's the thing. You got to die in a blaze of glory. So she's got this fucking her her whole escape pod just filled line with all these fireworks and everything. She gets blown up, which blows up these two other little ships. So now she's taking out the stellar converter, and she's taking out four of the eight ships. That they had. <laughs> yeah. She has done half the yeah, work. She's, they, 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 so, and she got paid 70 cents for every dollar that she had. Man. There we that's, go. That's this is just sad shit right here. Oh. She did half the work for a she third of the pay. Three quarters of the work. Three, yeah. three quarters. Well, she blew up the steel converter, too. I'm a stellar converter. I don't like oh, that you're too. right. You're right. That is so, three quarters of the work. Because that was the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, she's the true hero. I didn't even realize this. Yeah, they really gave her the fucking spotlight here. And all she gets for it is a nice, go- nice uh, slow golf clap from Sh- yeah, Shad. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in their private ships like, oh, wow, wow. I mean, I thought she had amazing tits, but wow. Shad Even K-Man was like, wow. <laughs> He's like, wow, honey. <laughs> and speaking of K-Man, he's just like, he calls in on uh, Sador. He's like, Sador, you know what you did to me. To my race? Sador? Right. Well, we, we, we flirted with... Yes, the genocide, but I think it really is a lover's pet. That's the real fly in the ointment for Cayman. Okay. He's like, yes, yes, you killed my entire people. He's like, are you one of those uh, lazuli? Yeah, I thought I, I killed all you motherfuckers. Yeah. He's like, you don't even remember me? We had something. <laughs> and then Sador's like smiling. He's like, I got, I got hand in this situation. <laughs> and then Cayman is just fucking pissed. And then... He's getting ready to just fucking do his own suicide dive. While that's going on, Cowboy, he's just like, I guess I got to get involved with this shit. Yeah, I love how his ship. It was like it, it was like a moonlander. It was like the yeah. That's what sh- I've been. That's literally what I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear you once. I don't listen to you. <laughs> so he's just like, I guess I got to do some shit now. <laughs> so he takes off into space. 
We like as we learn, he <laughs> like, isn't he immediately shot down? <laughs> like, well, yeah, he doesn't even have. He tells us he doesn't even have weapons. He's on like, the ship. oh fuck! I guess that's what you get for bringing a moon lander to a space fight. So he, yeah, he gets like his thruster shot down. He knows he's gonna crash and die, and he's like, I got thirty seconds to die. He just gets his harmonica, gets another drink, and just like, goodbye, cruel world. And then just crashes on the surface. We see the smoldering remains of his moon landing thing. Because nobody really landed on the moon. Yeah. And then, so we're down to just Shad and Cayman. Yeah, and obviously Cayman had a big showdown coming up right here. Right. And he got, and then, but before he does that, Griff, I, we gave you a ton of shit last week, Griff, about your, your accents, your voices. This is the time for you to redeem yourself because Cayman, you've been working on it. You've been telling me all week you've been working on it. I've been this. in the bathroom. I've been in my car. Griff, I've been in the I trains. Came here, I've been in I the came bars. Here. Griff, had, <laughs> Griff had a towel <laughs> over his head over a bowl of steam, and he was like, <laughs> just like getting his throat over. He's like, me, 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 me. He was doing everything he could because <clears throat> he wants to give you yes. this great battle cry from Cayman. Let's hear it, Griff. <gasps> That was pr- that was okay. That was adequate, Griff. That was adequate. That was adequate. I thought it was awesome. You improved. I well, you improved. That- adequate is the improvement of what you did last week. I did. I did hear the last uh, impression. I did. It was awful. <laughs> You guys were right. You were <laughs> yes, right. We, Holy we, shit. Boy, were we right. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh-huh. Were you guys right? So, yeah, Cayman, he goes out in a blaze of glory. He just gets shot. He gets blown away. Like He didn't get anything. I would like to at least see him crash into the ship and fuck the ship. Up. I know. I wanted more about Queequeg. I wanted to know about the relationship. <laughs> I wanted a whole fucking nine yards. I wanted yeah. a Netflix special about the two of them traveling. Well, when, well, I'm sure they'll do a remake of this movie, and it'll be five hours, and you'll get all of the shit. You, you really... Don't want to hear. It's true. When I see it, I'll be yeah. like, why did we have yeah. this? So, all right. All the marbles. It's down to Shad and Sador. And Nell. She's still there. And is, is uh, and what's her face? Nanelia. Nanelia. She's, she's on Nell, too. Yeah. And uh, take over, Griff. So, they're they're getting ready to go back. They're they're like, we got to take them all, all by ourselves now. And Nanelia, like, they were still on Akira at this point. And so... Shad's like, I can't have you go. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die on this mission. She's like, well, I'm willing to die for that dick because it's fucking huge, and I'm never going to see a dick like that again. I don't give a shit. So he's like, are you willing to hop up into daddy's lap here? And she says, do you mean daddy? (laughs) He says, I do. And Nell's like, can you fucking shut up and let's go die already? Zed wants it this way. So they finally fly up into space. They're getting chased down by nukes immediately. Like, right. Sador sends out those fucking Yeah, Sador is nukes. pissed. He's like, destroy everything. Yeah. And, like, the you know, he's just like, uh, I think, do they, they, they hit the ship? Mm-hmm. No. And it's, like, fucked up. It's not, it's not destroyed, obviously. Yep. No, no, like, her systems kind of go yeah. half into half capacity or whatever. Yeah, she's all fucked up now. And But Sador. Sador is like, he's like. I want me another arm. In fact, I want two. Put the tractor beam on that ship. Yep, they want to take them Put them on those luscious tits on that ship. Yeah. Right there. And the fat guy's like, sir, are you sure about that? Shouldn't we just like, no, do it. I think I think maybe Sador has been fucking a bunch of the lizard Luzuli people. 
And so he he's like, I want to fuck a white woman again. He's he's everybody in space is open to everything. Okay, every so hole he is open. To, okay. Every so mind he wants, is open. He wants to fuck a white woman and a white man again. He wants to see this dick he's been hearing about. <laughs> Everyone's been hearing Everybody about this dick. Everybody in space is just talking about it. That's a good point. Like, That's a good point. You know, saying X Men, she can't word? keep her mouth shut. Saying X Men, spread the word. Dick. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So when she first confronted him, she's probably like, I met this kid four inches. Sador is probably like, I'm four inches. She called her buddies on Molokai, you know, the girls from whatever that, you know, squad is that works for Andy Sedaris. And of they course, were like, wow. Molokai. It's always yeah. Molokai. Yeah. That's how, that sounds like a planet named Molokai. She called it the planet Molokai. Yeah, it really does. And yeah. it's just blonde bimbos that live on there, <laughs> and, and a guy who likes frisbee. <laughs> and that would have been awesome, dude. They threw a frisbee into the stellar converter and blew it up. Andy oh. Sedaris really does have his own planet. Like his his movies exist. It's not on Earth. It's on his own planet. And so, yeah. Chad so. reverses his thrusters in the laser. Yeah, I don't know what. I didn't get I, any of this shit. I'm like, what does know. that mean? Because they're still pulling the ship in. Yeah. And then he's like, no. Reverse thrusters. Yeah, I think they just thought that, that sounded like something somebody would say. Again, Star Trek had wonderful writers. This movie, eh. Yeah. Yeah. They, no, they did good. Like, they I did. like a lot of the characters, but this, this, this. It had, it had heart. It didn't have a brain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll go with that. And even though the guy who wrote this actually went on to write some movies that got nominated for Oscars. Interesting. But, yes. So, he reverse thrusters, and he's like, now set for self-destruct. And she's like, no problem. I'll give you two minutes. Yep. And then she's like, 59, 32, Omaha, Omaha. He's like. Now, just give me 10 seconds. Yeah, Tom Brady, shut the fuck up. <laughs> give me 10. Can you do 10? And she's like, you better believe it, Zed. And he's like, I'm not. Okay, whatever. They, she's like, get in the escape pod. She's like, 10, 7, 32. <laughs> and then Sater's like, we're going to do it. We're going to fuck it. And the, for some reason, the fucking ship's like blowing up or something. Yeah. And she's like, "Sir, we need to get off of here." It's like it's like fucking Trump not accepting he I'm, lost I'm the fucking say, thing. As soon as he said, "Sir," I just immediately went. <laughs> well, he to, has the comb over like Trump. Well, Trump is always like it's when pe- space Trump. When dude. people are talking to him respectfully in his own mind, he always says, "And they say to me, sir, sir, the toilets don't flush enough. We need more water.'" Sador is space Trump, basically. He is yeah. with the comb over and everything. Yeah, and he's and then. Uh, then we get five, four. We see the tape pod go off. Four, yeah. three, two, one. Blows up. The yeah. command base is blowing up. I want to live. I want to live forever. And then the whole fucking command thing blows up. It probably would pl- crash on the planet and cause a total cat- catastrophic event that would yeah. ruin the entire planet because this is ships the size of a planet itself. But well, no. we got two horny teenagers to check back in on. Right. And uh, shit- I like this because. In a movie today, we'd have 15 more minutes of epilogue. I agree. I 100% agree. We just have Shad with a raging erection right now, exactly. contained by his and, pants. And she's all distraught because of all these people who died. And he's and he's like, how can I get he's, in her pants? Exactly. He's blue-balling the fuck out. He's like, oh, my God, I got to get in here. And she's just like, all these people died. And he's like, no, the, the Vivori? Well, yeah, he goes, no. He goes, you know what the Varda says? It says, as long as there's people left to remember you by, you will live forever. Yeah. And then, credit, na, 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 na. It was like, it was great. It was just like, <laughs> it was it's just all great. we need to know. Just great. 
Oh, uh, and if you stayed for the 12 minutes after the credits, you see, um, uh, you see him blow a load. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 12 minutes, pretty good. And so, Rip, this is a great start to our December to remember. We went very cozy, nice, cheesy, you know. Right, this, is, this, this month it's going to be family friendly. We're going to do some fun. I don't think anything about this episode was family friendly. <laughs> well, if your kid says fuck after every other word. And also this movie friendly. was not very family friendly. Yeah. Very sexually tense. There's some tense. twins that yeah. I wanted to get to know. But we've done sci-fi this week. We're going to do fantasy next week. I guarantee you're going to despise the main character of this movie, but it is a fun movie. Okay. We're doing Beastmaster, Griff. This is a movie I, I saw five million times as a kid because that's all HBO showed. You know, uh, as I was going through IMDb, and I found Stryker, and I told you about it. I saw yeah. Beastmaster. I clicked on it. I was like, Murray's going to ask me to do this movie. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Beastmaster. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a total Dudikoff, Steve James scenario. Because there's a black guy in there. You're like, why isn't this guy the star instead well, of that guy? You see, the, the... Okay. So, no, trust me. I don't even know what my argument is. It's just frustration because there's so many times we do these movies where the co-star is so much fucking better and yet you have all these people like even in the NFL where it's like you gotta you gotta hire one minority coach you know and it's like you have Steve James here he's so much fucking better than Dudikoff but Dudikoff got starring role no it's so absolutely insane well you're gonna feel the exact same way next week Griff so will I when we do Beastmaster everybody keep it space warm that's gotta be really warm Kelvin